Is it too early to smell the turkey cooking? Probably. Welcome, y'all. 22nd November 2022. Happy birthday to my wonderful and lovely wife, Nancy. And uh, we're going to celebrate today on the air. Uh, just, I'm so grateful. I can only do this show because of all the things she does behind the scenes you don't ever see. Unless you're on the Zoom AMA, sometimes uh, she shows up. Yeah, actually. But happy birthday, honey. Uh, we got a lot to do on the show today. We've got uh, a new a new special guest, courtesy of Trinity School of Natural Health. And uh, if I don't hurt myself trying to pronounce her name, uh, you'll find out when you see the spelling. She's from Romania originally, an immigrant to the United States of America and a wonderful natural healer. And she's, uh, she's terrific. We're going to uh, bring her up shortly. Uh, first and foremost, I, I got to dispel more cholesterol mythology more weirdness of the cholesterol world. I don't mind doing that. I like doing that. Also, let's see what else we're going to cover today. Uh, talking to, Ooh, ooh this is a good one. How many of you, if, if you have like arthritis took or take NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs? Yeah, of course it's a dead end. And we're going to explain how it gets worse. The longer you take those drugs, uh, non-jab blood, blood banks, hydration for the holidays. What do two, two out of three Americans wish for their holiday wish list? Two out of three need more of this. We'll talk about that too. All right, stick around. The Robert Scabell Show is about to begin. RobertScabell.com slash listen for the chat room. We'll see you there in just a moment. Let's get this healing party started now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. I think this uh, software program wanted some cheesecake and Super Don was denying it that cheesecake because it just kind of didn't play at the beginning. But uh, here we are, Super Don, and standing up. Stand up, Super Don. Hooray. It is, yeah. I, I got I got all the wires entangled and everything they I needed should. to do this morning to be able to do this. So I like, who is this guy standing up? I don't recognize him. It's Wait, it used to be. Dude. You remember that? Years ago. Yes. This is how I it know. was, you know? And Back so in the it's, it's going to take a little though. getting used to because yeah. I'm sure the feet are going to be like, what are you doing are about you an barefoot? hour into the show? I am not barefoot. No. Okay. Are you are you sitting or standing on something cushiony or is it like a hard brick cement no. wall floor? I, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm getting there. I got to get a few more things to to make that happen. But Right. Okay. I just don't want anything Working on it. I might get a stool whatever. maybe, something that I can just kind of just lean on every once in a while or something like that instead of yeah, sitting yeah. down. But. Anyway, stool. so See this one, I got this stool. Something See? like that, dude. Yeah, like, that'd, that'd be totally it. cool. It was super cheap. I don't know where I got it, but it'll, that it'll would, go that would totally high enough so you can sit down but stand up level. Sit down. Hundred percent. So you're talking about cheesecake? Yes. Yes. Mine's out for delivery. Oh, is it? I haven't checked mine. I don't have it any. Yet. I've got your tracking number. I just hadn't given it to you yet. So we got from uh, what's the name of the cheesecake place? Beloved, Beloved? cheesecake cheesecakes in yeah. Silverton, Oregon. We had that last week. We talked. She was not shutting down, not kowtowing to the governor of Oregon, and she. I love her. She's amazing. Yep. And uh, she sent us a vegan one, apparently, so we can have because we have some vegetarians coming over for, uh, for Thanksgiving as well. Jen Jacobson. Jen Jacobson. Yeah. So that's that's happening. Uh, I don't know what else is going on like, other than it's my wife's birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! And, and- just a, a little aside, when this morning I went after my uh, my workout, it was a little delayed because uh, I had an interview with uh, the world's best courage coach, Laban Ditchburn, on his podcast this morning. And we it was interesting. It went into economics and money and, and spirituality and how it all connects. And it, it kind of threw my morning off. 
So I went later to go work out. And then afterwards I went across to get some flowers for my wife for her birthday. And then there was a friend and I'm going to, she's going to remain unnamed at the moment that was walking in as I was walking. She didn't see me. So I kind of hid behind the flowers and didn't let her in. Like that would be a weird thing to happen. Right. <laughs> Who is this person? And, and, and you know, and then as I, I revealed myself to her, she was crying. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I do this? And, and no, apparently, you know, there's some traumatic stuff within her family. And I, I just, you know, I think about, uh, you know, any of us can say, look at our family and we can go, Oh my gosh, this happens or this happens. And there's always drama. Uh, and, and yet the kind of drama she was describing to me was like, Hollywood doesn't even write this stuff, you know, kidnapping wow. parents, all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. And like, Oh my gosh, all I wanted to do was give her a hug and just say, I love you and, and anything I do to help. Um, so it was an interesting thing, but, but she also said, no, 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 I'm glad you did what you did. It, it kind of did lighten me up, but it's hard to see it because she's, you know, she's dealing with so much. Uh, and, and I just, I, I, I think in context of wherever you are, whoever, you know, whatever you're dealing with, there's always somebody, and that doesn't necessarily take the, the sting off of whatever you're going through. There's always somebody going through something like, holy crap, I thought what I was going through was bad, right? And, and so that was a, a fascinating little journey I didn't expect this morning. And, and it was all made possible by the delay and the timing that I worked out. I had never run into her like that to kind of give her a little bit of love and lightheartedness in the midst of the flowers I was getting for my honey. So, hey, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Great show already uh, happening, I believe. And uh, coming up in a few minutes after the opening story, uh, we have one of the Trinity graduates. She's an extraordinary uh, gifted natural healer from Romania. Interestingly enough, there's no way that I could have pronounced her name without Lauren Ameling's help. Because uh, you'll see how it's pronounced, I-O, well, how it's spelled, I-O-A-N-A. -A. And, and it's Ioana. And Ioana Nakara is going to be joining us shortly from the, from on the Robert Scott Bell show from Trinity school of natural health. And she already has an extraordinary uh, healing practice there in Michigan. Uh, of course, colder than Romania. We'll ask her about that too. Uh, so that's coming up, but first up, uh, I want to talk to you about cholesterol, public service announcement. Anybody that tells you cholesterol is the cause of heart disease is a moron. Could be medical but that medical means moronic or moron because cholesterol is not the cause of heart disease. It's never been the cause of heart disease. It'll never be the cause of heart disease, but because they had a drug for it way back in the, you know, uh, what was it? The 60s, 70s. When did they get the patent on um, basically the statin drug? The first one was Merck and, and Merck even patented a form of their statin drug with coenzyme Q10 because they realized that their statin drug would deplete coenzyme Q10 from the body, from the cells, which is critical as well for mitochondrial function, production of energy, all of that. But, you know, the, real, the reality is, of course, we have a drug that reduces cholesterol in some people. We better find a use for it. How about if we convince the world that cholesterol causes heart disease? doesn't matter that it's not substantiated scientifically and quite the opposite. It only matters that we can convince everybody that that's the cause. And then we'll make billions and billions and billions of dollars. Dr. Evil couldn't have think of how many billions that they would make. And this was also uh, the same pharmaceutical slash medical profession that attacked and destroyed doctors who moments before were practicing really good medicine. Should they run in and encounter a patient that was lead toxic, sudden, suddenly overwhelmed with lead toxicity, and they would use a, a synthetic uh, amino acid, EDTA. 
and they'd run it through their bodies intravenously and remove the lead very rapidly to save their lives. And that was a legitimate form of, of medical intervention in the uh, earlier to mid 20th century. And these doctors were like, great, they save people. This is wonderful, EDTA chelation, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Suddenly they found out a side quote, uh, quote unquote effect of the EDTA chelation was that it would cleanse and clean the arteries. Wait a second, we cleared your arteries with EDTA? And then, the, the, wait, wait a second, it was supposed to be for lead poisoning. That's fine. But now that you're selling this doctor as a clearance of the arteries, for instance, we got to shut that down. Who's the we? Well, the pharmaceutical medical construct. In this case, the medical doctors in the emerging field of cardiology, as more and more people in the 20th century, uh, began to exhibit car cardiac events, heart attacks, myocardial infarctions, congestions of the ar arteries, the veins, uh, atherosclerosis, arteriosclerosis, et cetera. And I pointed out that in the peer-reviewed medical literature of the 20th century, it included the examination of the bodies coming back, young boys that were sent to Korea, for instance, the UN police action, not the Korean War, or Vietnam, the Vietnam police action, not the Vietnam War. No formal declaration of war was ever declared by the United States House of Representatives as prescribed and required in the U.S. Constitution. Didn't matter. Since World War II, no declaration of war in the House has happened. All these things are UN police actions, basically. So yeah, so it's not new having global organizations tell the United States what to do. We've had people from the Republican and Democrat parties in, for a long time in the progressive area era just just say, you know what? We don't need autonomy. We don't need a sovereignty. We need the globe, a global uh, cartel of communists, whether it be UN or otherwise, telling us what to do. And so through treaties. We subjugate ourselves to the United Nations, uh, the World Health Organization, you know, all these things. As you see right now with climate accords as well, we'll get into some of that today. So what happens is that, well, the uh, medical cartel had an emerging, um, what we call a surgical procedure that could prove to be extraordinarily profitable if and only if there was no competition to it. What am I talking about? Heart bypass surgery. Emerging field of advances in surgery, and they found out that they could. <laughs> I'm not kidding here, it's kind of gross. You don't know this. They could take a vein from your leg, pull it out, whatever length they needed, turn it inside out. Yeah, literally, like a sock, roll it inside out, and then bypass a coronary artery from your heart to your heart, you know, and just replace it, bypass it. That's what it was. They would like put a pipe around it, we'll bypass the clog. Who cares what caused the clog or the fact that in medicine, they already could undo the clog via EDT echelation. And again, I'm not talking now about other holistic things, which we can get into. They recognize that cholesterol, again, is once again, not the cause. It's a result of other things that caused serious inflammation and, and, and degradation of cellular integrity that required patching and repairing of the vascular system. In order to, you know, not, well, let's say not have uh, an arterial breach and internal bleeding with no symptoms and you're dead. The weakening of the vascular system due to a number of factors, one being mineral deficiencies, silicon or silica being one of the key minerals that had been ripped out of the food supply in the 20th century, along with many other minerals, 
because they were more profitable to be sold outside of the food that they could be taken from. We now learn of copper and its role as well in connective tissue and protection of the vascular system along with selenium. Fascinating. The minerals that were ripped out of the soils or ripped out of the food once it was provided to us like the grains. They ripped out all the, the good minerals and they left us with white refined flour, crack cocaine bread, wonder bread, or the equivalent. Remove all the minerals, leave just the sugar, the carbs. Poison the population. And then the emergence of after World War II, taking those chemical munitions to make bombs and say, hey, yeah, let's use that nitrogen, for instance, and throw it onto fields and watch the plants grow as they got the NPK. But not all of the other trace elements or minerals. And then, of course, the, the plants that looked really awesome, they grew really fast and big. They were vulnerable to pest infestation suddenly more than ever before because they weren't healthy. They looked like they were fine, but because they lacked the balance of minerals in the soil, because the soil didn't contain it, because they started using pelletized nitrogen, potassium, you know, phosphorus. That corrupted the integrity of a system of regeneration of the soils and making available via earthworms, via microbiome, microbiological entities that would break down rock and other things and make those minerals available to the plants. And for the humans that would eat the plants, you would get it in a food form. Or if you ate the animals that ate the plants, you would get the minerals that were there that were now no longer there. And all of these deficiencies contributed to what? Structural deficiencies in the body because we needed minerals to repair and replenish and rebuild and grow from childhood all the way through our elder years. But the rigging of the system, the gaming of, of intelligence moved away from nutrition in the 20th century, particularly, and into drugging. The Flexner Report of 1910 destroyed what was left of the integrity of medicine other than emergency trauma, acute interventions for life-saving measures and purposes. They abandoned all of that and said, you know what? Our goal and role here is to have the exclusive monopoly on the treatment of disease, and we will dictate to the world, or at least the Western world, that disease has now been declared evidence of a deficiency of any number of emerging petrochemicals that could be patented and run through the sham peer review of the Fear and Death Administration, the FDA, get approved, and then be made available only through the power of the pad, the prescription pen that the doctors had of exclusive monopoly status of their license or virtue of their license. A license, a permission slip to do that, which would otherwise be considered illegal. Now we make it legal. What have we made legal in America? The third leading cause of death. 007 has nothing on medical doctors who are the first, I would argue, the first leading cause of death now in the 21st century, especially becomes apparent with the COVID insanity. And yet we come back to this cholesterol mythology and we find a new story here from study finds. It says good cholesterol, just a myth. Higher levels do not necessarily lower heart disease. Is this a moment of does this? And I told you so what is this super Don? How do we classify this story? There may be no such thing as good cholesterol. After all, there was never good and bad cholesterol. That's a, that's a marketing <laughs> sales job. Well, David Agus would would uh, yeah. would, would yeah, argue with you on that. If you remember that drug. guy, yeah, that guy was making the the, the 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 rounds on all the TV shows, uh, mm -hmm. talking about how statins were the fountain of youth. Remember that? 
Yeah, of course. If but, all um, you do is lower cholesterol and everybody we'll, would. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll count this as an I told you so. Because okay, this is, you know, know, this is what the second study I think that we've covered in the last week or something like that. Yeah. Takes them a while to get there. They're finding out about cholesterol. Yeah. You know what? There's no good or bad cholesterol. It just is cholesterol. And yes, there are different forms that they try to describe. High-density lipoproteins, low-density lipoproteins. They said LDL is bad. HDL is good. Now, I've said for years here that if you took the right form of chromium, you could elevate HDL so that you have better ratios, HDL to LDL. And it wasn't for me to do so because I knew it was going to be so awesome. I mean, it's fine. But it's really to shut your doctors up who are trying to get you on a statin drug. And if, you, and if you're still vulnerable to what a doctor tells you to do, then you can go back with your numbers and say, ha ha, see, my HDLs are up. The ratios are good. Leave me alone. The ideal would be to fire your doctor and, and any doctor who says cholesterol is the, is the cause of heart disease and find somebody with intelligence or at least the willingness to read the peer-reviewed medical literature going back decades now, decades. I feel like I'm beating the proverbial dead cholesterol horse here. But this article, if you want to read it, just says, hey, you know what? Turns out that a higher HDL may not be the thing we thought it was. And, you know, but look, if an equal amount of people suffer from heart disease that have high cholesterol, an equal amount that have low cholesterol suffer from heart disease or heart attacks, then what does that tell you about cholesterol? It's not the cause of heart disease. Never was, never will be oxidizing, uh, of course, calcification, all of these things are real issues, but they're mineral deficiencies. They're unable to, to manage the long-term fully, the inflammation that was occurring because of the toxic poisons you were putting in your body by eating chemically grown and processed foods devoid of vitamins, minerals, and trace minerals, essential fats, and on and on it goes. Even saturated fats, which don't cause heart disease if they're coming from clean sources. It's the metals, it's the toxic poisons, and of course, the resulting deficiencies that facilitate inflammation without any abating, without using, of course, toxic drugs to stop inflammation that create more problems for your liver and kidneys and make things worse as you go. So checking in now with a Trinity School of Natural Health graduate, Ioana Nakara, originally from Romania, immigrated by herself. How long ago? How old was she? We're going to find out doing amazing work. Another one of those brilliant graduates of Trinity School of Natural Health that are helping so many people, and we need more of you. If you're not already taking a, a course from Trinity, the next round starts up, I think, November 28th, the final startup of 2022 calendar year, and then the, we'll kick it into gear in 2023. But let's, by way of Romania, actually now in Michigan, Ioana Nakara, she's joining us on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Welcome. Are you there? Hello. Hi. Hey, hooray. Nice to see you. Yeah. You too. So you said we had met uh, before COVID at probably one of the Health Freedom Expos, right? Exactly. Before, at the, in Chicago, correct. In yes. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I used to do some that. live interviews over there. I was playing. So I uh, I cope with the radio a little bit and interviews. Yes. Were you doing so radio in, in Romanian? No, I didn't. No. No. Wow. <laughs> I'm astonished I, again. Anybody that immigrates to the United States from a, a former, you know, Soviet uh, occupied country and and the appreciation that you have for freedom is so much greater than most americans will ever have in their lifetime is that something you've experienced as well as an immigrant to america the freedom that i see is like um you can do whatever you like you know or even like for me for myself like okay going somewhere and not being judged or if like uh, it's um um 
nobody cares what you're doing, like how much money you make, how much you don't make, you know, it's your problem. You know, mm-hmm. we have friends, they help us, but they don't care like um, how you're getting dressed, how you're not getting dressed, how you're going to work, you know, more is more, they put more um, thoughts on like on your appearance. Mm-hmm. Here you can be a millionaire, a billionaire and have a $5 shoes, you know? Okay. So, <laughs> so are you telling me and all of us that what you remember growing up in Romania, um, that it was, um, this is obviously a, a, a ridiculous statement, that it was different there, right? For people that complain about what is happening in America, and I do, because as an American, I believe in freedom. I think we are abandoning it uh, very rapidly, more so than ever before. And, and I want to regain it. But you having come from a country at a time when freedom was, I don't even know what the word meant. No, it was freedom. Was, was, no, we had the revolution. I was a kid when it was the revolution. Okay. Um, all the um, doors, they were getting open. You could have a business and everything. But was um, I was young. I was a student. So I was looking for more opportunities, you know. And um, I came, I try, I like it, and I stay. Okay. Well, we're glad you're here. And what was it about? Were you drawn to the healing arts and, and why not become a medical doctor? I talked a little bit about that, you know, the difference and distinction between traditional naturopathy, which was what I'm, you know, all in favor of. And I want more traditional naturopaths or the equivalent uh, coming through Trinity to help people genuinely without harming them. But was there ever a time when you thought maybe I could do a medical doctor thing versus going into natural medicine or healing? It's interesting you asked me that because since I was a child, I want to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. So that was my passion. And But I was more um, inclined into math and I was doing accounting. And um, I saw like um, being young, uh, I want to have uh, the freedom. And being a student and in the medicine, you have to start um, uh, learning, studying from the first day of school, you know. So being a student, I want to have more freedom. So I chose the kind of the accounting path, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I came here, I start. I, I I was looking again to do that, but seeing how much money implied to do that, I I, I stepped back because I had no uh, no help in the on financially to start doing a. It's, we know it's so so expensive to do a medical school here. Mm-hmm. So um, everything that my my path was was taking me to the natural. Actually, I grew up as. A, and a natural concept. My mom always was like teas and uh, doing everything natural that she could in the house for us. But uh, for me, developing like a, um, how the doctor said, I have a sensitive nose and they put me on like steroids, antibiotics, screwing up, screwing up my, my old gastrointestinal system. And I was not getting better. I was just getting worse and worse. I said, this has to be another way. So this is when I, um, uh, the most impactful uh, moment I receive uh, when I get a biofeedback scan for a holistic practitioner, I ask her what school she went to. And the next day I was enrolled at um, Trinity School of Natural Health. I like their programs. I like that that uh, you can fluctuate with, a, um, you can choose your own schedule for the courses. So I, for me, that was like uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. I said, I have to do this. And I, I did it at the beginning for me, for myself, for my health. Um, soon I purchased the, the Zyto Elite. And, um, and I graduated as a certified natural holistic practitioner. 
So everything changed from that moment, from starting not scanning myself and looking at my own health, looking at my friends, the people that I, that I was working with, and they were interested in the natural health. I see how much you can change in people's life, just working on their lifestyle, diet, nutrition. So uh, that was the most impactful moment for me when I said, yes, I'll, I'll do more than just for myself. I'll share so with others. Your experience, Joanna, you said you encountered somebody who ran some kind of feedback scanning mechanism. It wasn't mm -hmm. obviously a drug practitioner. It wasn't looking to drug you at all. No, 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 no. No, no. The holistic practitioner. I was doing yeah. Zyto Elite with her. Zyto Elite. And okay. I asked, so, which, yeah. Which school did she go? And she was. Doing, she went to the uh, also Trinity. the Trinity School of Natural yeah. Health. And I Google it. I went online. I called mm -hmm. them. I said, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. This fits perfect with my schedule. I can work, make money, but at the same time, following my path, doing like mm -hmm. a hobby at the beginning. So it's just and getting getting more and more into it. It's like open new new vision, new horizon horizons. You know. Yeah, and you know your story is fascinating to me because it's similar to mine. Other than I'm not from Romania, but having <laughs> been raised uh, and, and eventually harmed by drugs, and then always, as I said too, from when I was little, I remember growing up saying, "I, I want to when I grow up, I want to be a doctor." but I didn't have any other model for doctoring than, than the, the medical side. And my uncle was a medical doctor and my dad was in the pharmaceutical industry. And it was like, that was the path until I realized how disgusting it was, what they do to people, even if they mean well, what they did to me. And I was like, I, this is not what I can do. And my uncle knew the doctor, my uncle, the doctor said, you would not do, don't do it. He warned me. I didn't realize it until later. And I learned of homeopathic medicine. I know, you know, of homeopathy as well and use it in your, in your, uh, by the way, we have you linked up. It's uh, 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 Yuana Holistic, but I got to spell it because uh, American style English, we never get this right. So thank you. Shout out to uh, uh, to all of those who, who know how to pronounce your name. Now I do, but it's I-O-A-N-A Holistic, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C.com. And you're in Michigan and you're helping folks out naturally. Is this your primary thing that you do every day, or are you still doing accounting yes. on the side? No, no. I, this is what I do full time now. Now this is this is exciting because yeah. I've been trying to explain to people for years here that you go through something like the Trinity programs, and there are many from health coach all the way up to CNHP, et cetera, and a lot of things in between that, that you can actually hang a shingle. They'll help you to know what are the rules and regulations surrounding what you do and how to do it wherever you are. And you can earn a living and do well and help people and feel really good about yourself, which is what I see in you. Because I like the business I had before, and we still have it. Before, you know, you you fighting every way to make people's checks, but you, at the end the end of the week, you feel sometimes they are not happy. You know, but with this, you're making people happy. It's like the people are happy and getting healthier, and it's it's different. So I love it. Yes. I love that. Also, so, so everybody should know at 37, you had your first child, a daughter, and at 42, you had a son and they say, oh, that's too old to have kids. But that tells me you are living according to the principles that allow you to be healthy and vital at, I say every age, I'm not encouraging people in their nineties necessarily to have babies like back in the Bible they talk about, but seriously, even 37 and 42, they're like, Ooh, and, and that my wife was also uh, in that age range when we had our two kids. We had to work hard to overcome a lot of ignorance because we grew up in the medical system, both my wife and I, and and to be strong and healthy 
it takes something different than what they learn in their schools. That's why I'm, I'm encouraged to, to, to report that there are a lot more allopathically trained medical physicians and nurses coming through the Trinity School programs to help them do what you're doing because they didn't learn it in the school that they got half a million dollars indebted to. Correct. And just like getting pregnant, it's not just getting pregnant. Struggle to get a woman pregnant. Keep the pregnancies. Remain healthy physically and mentally through the whole process. It's really important because you start from the beginning. You have to start preparing the body. Open all the detox pathways to get pregnant. After that, look. So what I did on my case, I have to look for a, a methylation gene mutation to hold the pregnancy. And after that, I had to go to through surclasure to my last pregnant. I had two surclasures with my last baby. So it's it's a whole process which really have to you have to get up and be ready to to do what you have to do. Sometimes you have people helping you. Sometimes you don't. But you have to be strong. Well, Joanna, you're you're mentioning the fertility issue, reproductive issues. This is becoming more and more urgent to address and assess and really correct. And much of the medical profession is not acknowledging, A, that it's happening, even though it's absurd for them to deny it, but B, that it has any relationship to lifestyle, to the things I opened the discussion with today, a lack of vitamins, minerals, trace metals, the poisons, the toxicities, the genetic engineering. And now we add in mRNA shots that have been barely tested that are still undergoing clinical trials. And we have pointed out really scary and dangerous things are occurring, including um, miscarriages, a, a rate that they've never seen before, having personally spoken with people in fertility clinics about what they're witnessing, despite the fact that those that are up above them trying to deny that it's happening. It is very real. And now we have a, a documentary film that just came out and on the social media networks, what is trending is the words died suddenly, died suddenly. This is not something that happened in our lifetime where you trend the words. So looking around, people are just dying suddenly, died suddenly. So there's something going on that the allopathic community is loath to acknowledge other than the doctors that have woken up and are trying to, to, to make corrections here. And even if they acknowledge it, they don't know what to do about it. It happened to me. It happened. I know what you're saying. It's because it happened to me. She said, I don't know what to do. And I had, I lost that pregnancy and I had to do and do my own research, going to a different doctor. So said, I'm staying if you're doing this, this and that. He said, oh yes, definitely. We're going to do that. So every, every step of my pregnancies, I have, I was in charge and I found the doctors that they were, um, they were working with me because if not, I will not get at this point. No. So you're out there doing it. You're correcting it. You're helping people to get well. You're not treating disease. You're not prescribing drugs. You're simply Correct. educating in the way of the doctors of the past, the teachers, the healers were teachers. We are just guiding them. We are just guiding them. Each one of us has the power in them. They have mm -hmm. to find the, the, the power to heal themselves because they have that power. Find mm -hmm. the kingdom in them. That's beautiful. Now, tell me what it's like in Michigan to have a, a business like this. It, you, you know, you see people, you help them. Has there been any uh, controversy with doctors in the community or even local government officials? These are people, you know, asking about, hey, if I go to Trinity, will I actually be able to do what Yuan is doing? Is that possible? Is it, tell, tell, us, tell me a little bit more about how this you is happening. You know, that surprised me the most was, um, you know, everywhere, if you uh, take the kids to school, you have to give them the physical 
um, exam from the pediatrician. So I said, oh, what I'm going to do now? Because my kids don't have the vaccines and they're going to kick me out because usually they kick you out if you don't have, if you don't do the vaccines with them, you know? So I'm going to go. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. And I find a, a beautiful doctor, can I say it like that? She asked me, what are you doing? She said, I'm a homeopath. Oh, your kids, they look so good. You want to do vaccines? I said, no. Okay, we're going to give you a waiver. Give me your business card. I'm going to send you more customers. She was so great. Wow. See, that's the thing people don't perceive can possibly happen. And yet it happened. Yes. And it's happening. She's and as a, I, you know, I'm encouraging these docs and you might have done this now at this point. You know what? You should go to Trinity too to learn what I know. We need more people. Yes. You can't do it all. Exactly. You want to, there are too many people in need. You know, we've got, we need more people that are able to do this. They have to raise the consciousness because they can, to, to change their lifestyle. It's not just like changing a diet. You have to change the whole lifestyle to live healthy, to help yourself. Don't expect someone else to come in your house or drag you to do something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. You have to do it on your own because you have that power. Has anybody seen this movie? Did you hear about this? I haven't seen it yet, but I think Stu Peters came out with this, a documentary film called Died Suddenly. Super Don, did you hear about this? This is why it's trending. And unlike when Elon Musk didn't own Twitter, I'll have to give him props for this. They would have immediately suppressed uh, a, a hashtag like died suddenly. But this documentary that Stu has put out, Super D, do you think we can get him on to talk about it? Because this is this probably, is yeah, down. I could probably figure that, make that happen. Okay. But dude, I mean, th- th- this is very real as we've been talking about it sort of around the edges. And now there's a documentary film put together that's causing people to shudder either in disbelief or, or say, see, I've been telling you what's going on. And a, a fraction of the people commenting are going, oh, this is just an anti-vaccine conspiracy theory at this point. I think people to, die. They're yeah. just making a big deal out of people dying that would have died anyway. But it's harder and harder right? to get away with that than it was in the past. It really is different what, what we're witnessing here. Uh, so let me ask you, Ioana, have you have you had any people coming in with what they claim are adverse effects of getting any of these jabs that they've been throwing out to the to the people? Uh, yes, you said I do detox with them. Yes, I'm working yeah. on that. And I, I advise them, like, to, you know, I'm not really a pro for that. So it's like. Yeah. But I mean, are they telling you anything about, I, I, I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't know what's happening. Or the doctors said there was no connection and they're. Oh, they're yeah, they're too, they have to. People, they are, believe it too much. They believe what it's on the, they find on the phone. They believe what's on the news. You know, it's like they're putting too much, too much like how I'm saying, installing too many programs on people's mental health, you know? So mentally, you get installed with all these programs and you start believing in them. Mm-hmm. So the programming is ma- is massive and is complete. So going back to your childhood in Romania, your parents, did they tell you stories about living under Ceausescu or anything like that? Did you, you get Oh, I live under Ceausescu, so I know what it is. I was, um, I kind of have an experience with that. Okay. Um, I cannot say... For me as a child, both of my parents had a good job, so I was not really feeling that. Um, my parents, they came, they went to work at seven o'clock, they came home at three o'clock, so what, what, they were with us every day. They have a stable job. For me, I cannot say was the only thing was like, okay, if you go into the stores, okay, like if you want to get bananas or oranges, was a line, you know, you mm-hmm. couldn't find them on the shelf every day. Uh, but I think we were 
people living healthy at the end, you know? It's not something that, yeah, you could not say uh, a lot of things about the system. Um, so it's, for me as a child, I didn't feel it as much as others saying. You didn't have the freedom to go outside, like visiting other countries as much. Um, but it's different now. Everything what is did, What did your, your parents or your experience, what did, what did you learn about the transition, which was very violent and bloody. And of course, eventually they, they, you know, Chazescu, they were just summarily, uh, you know, killed because of the, what, what they had done in Romania. That was not so nice as you can imagine. And, and I'm curious as to what was communicated to you about that. What I saw even after the revolution was like the big factories that they were like producing. They were the first one in the world. They were producing whatever they were producing. They got abandoned. Or they got sold for less money, you know. So the whole in industry that was up, they were, they built they built it. Other people with personal interest they destroyed. Mm -hmm. mm. I like to say that, I the, the journey of what we witnessed from here in America uh, in the fall of the Soviet Union, the transition to something. You know, I went to well, let's see not long after the the berlin wall fell and all of the the the, the satellite countries became free of of the soviet union uh, i went to uh well a little bit to eastern europe i went to the czech republic at the time and and i i witnessed the people were just at a state of almost shock they're like what do we do now you know we don't have these these overlords dictating and directing us and it's sort of like their first taste of what might be freedom but yet they were not familiar with it and it was sort of like this new experience and it was very strange the energy i felt now people were uh mostly i think excited a little bit but still it was so confusing because the way they lived in tyranny or they know over... which direction to take yes. yeah they need someone was... to guide them right and, and, and so i see what we're seeing in, in america with the young people and you know if you have an opinion on that if you don't that's okay is that they are longing to be taken care of rather than seeing the benefits of freedom they look at freedom as something like a negative and they would love if somebody would just provide for me everything that I wanted, that would be awesome. And I'm thinking, you don't really know about history. The people that yeah. proclaim that they are here to take care of you, um, you know, is this, uh, the statement, you know, a government that's strong and or powerful enough to give you everything that you want is uh, equally powerful enough to take away everything you need based on your behavior. And, and so I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I have this rare opportunity to talk to you, even though I know you didn't live up uh, as an adult under that system. I'm just curious your perspective here in America versus the other experience. The, the new, gener new generation, they have to wait for the new generation that are coming. They mm -hmm. are not trained and have all those programs, so I can say it like that. Yeah. And they are more open. So they, they will change the economy, they will change the country, they will come with new new laws and everything new. I think this is that the new generation will change it. We'll have to pass years for the generations to pass to for the people to see some changes in the country. Yeah, the concern I have is that the young people in America uh, don't seem to appreciate what how wonderful freedom actually is versus the looking at it like it's a it's a curse. You know, my gosh, that means I have to take care of myself and no one will be here to rescue me if something goes wrong. And if the, only the government could do everything for us. I mean, are you seeing any of that or is that just my hypersensitivity to this as a, an American? Oh, well, not, nobody helps. You have to work to make something. Yeah. So nobody's going to help you. 
whatever they give it, like here you, you get for the child, that's, that's nothing that you can buy over there, whatever the government gives you, because the government doesn't have the money to sustain the people. Hmm. All right. I apologize. I would just, like I said, I have this uh, uh, inclination to ask questions of someone who's come from another country, particularly where you are, to see how things are here in America as you're succeeding in America and the concern I have for the abandonment of that which makes America very unique on the planet, you know, as a place where you can do the things you've described you love to do. Yes, I love it. And uh, here, if you if you are really dedicated and you want to do something, you can do it. Beautiful. So what other programs did you do at Trinity? Uh, besides, you talked about the Zyto course and different things that you, you got to be able to help people. Is there any other thing that you gravitated toward? So I started a natural health professional, certified holistic practitioner, certified aromatherapy specialist because I love oils. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, all those um, courses, they were setting me up for the next level, which is to become a naturopathic doctor. So I love all these courses of Trinity because give gives you so many opportunities, which way we want to go. You can do aridology, you can do homeopathy, you can do um, holistic um, practitioner. You can choose what you like to do. You can try all of them and see which way is good for you, you know. Have you uh, found any other folks in your area that have gone through or are going through Trinity right now? Oh, yeah, they, they money, yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. And we are a um, very nice group and we know each other on Facebook and we communicate because even like through Trinity, you have that Canvas program that you interact with the, with the instructors and you interact with the students and mm-hmm. you keep that a friendship after that over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I we love meet about the, it. We meet in Chicago. We meet, yeah. uh, there it- are different courses that we do. So uh we keep that close connection. And if we have questions, look, I have this client, I have that. What do you suggest? So we, we communicate between us. The, the community is very supportive. And, and as you yes, said, developing is. friends, much like the Robert Scott Bell show audience, I think there's a lot of crossover in that we try to help each other. And I love that about what Trinity has done. It, it creates a, a wonderful spirited community of, uh, you know, people are helping one another, even out there after you've graduated and, to me, that says a lot about the people that are involved, the coursework, everything that's gone on. And I just, I say, I can't say enough as we're wrapping up calendar year. Yeah, we're talking about the clients. We're talking about the business. We mm-hmm. we try to help each other to drag. Look, I, I found that. I know about this product. I know about this. Look, what what which case did I had? What do you guys suggest? It's really interesting. It's really nice. And mm-hmm. the instructors are well qualified, and we still keeping the the connection even after we graduated with them. Yeah. If you go to trinityschool.org, you're going to see a lot of the opportunities you have there. November 28th is the last term start of the calendar year 2022. Seven programs are beginning on the 28th. You can go to trinityschool.org slash program slash list. They're all hyperlinked there as well. And we have links in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. The Trinity Health Freedom Expo, even if you went, which I do every year, I don't miss one, I couldn't see all the lectures I wanted to see. Just not possible or simulcast, simultaneous, so to speak. So the Trinity Health Freedom Expo goes virtual in February. And this has been a great opportunity to catch what you missed, even if you went or if you didn't go to catch all of it. And so that's happening the 18th and 19th of 2023, February, the virtual expo. And you'll also get three months of access to listen to the lectures and visit with the exhibitors through the Whova app as such. And if you'd like to get more information or registration, you can dial 
uh, 658-3976, 888-658-3976, or you visit trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. There are also lectures on demand on a number of different topics. So those of you who are toe-dipping and go, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to commit to even eight weeks, much less 16 or whatever it takes, uh, you can do a lecture on demand for a very reasonable price. And there may be some specials coming up. I don't know. We'll find out about that. Uh, but uh, Yuan, is there anything else you want folks to know about your experience or what you're doing now thanks to what Trinity has provided for you? Yeah, so what I liked the most with Trinity was the case studies that we had. Um, the, they are the best experience because it allowed me to apply what we learn, being mm-hmm. able to evaluate the clients using the different modalities like backflow, iridology, MRT, RBTI, and look at the client understanding the symptoms, how they affect the entire body, looking beyond the manifestation of the body and finding the root cause of the symptoms. Body, mind, spirit, right? Yes. All of it. Our friend Dawn, who's out there, she says, Trinity School is amazing. She said, I also attended some of the teachers and students are now some of my best friends. It really is cool to see that. And I know it's like, it's like you become family. You have new family. There's Dawn. Uh, love you, Dawn. Appreciate you. And this is the kind of thing, if you're not experiencing life in this way, you might consider uh, Trinity School as we're wrapping up the calendar year or cranking it up in the new year, whenever, but soon, because we need more people to actually genuinely invest in teaching others about the connection between body, mind, and spirit and the fact that none of us suffer from drug deficiencies. If you want drugs, there are plenty of people that dishing them out if that's what you want. If you figured out they're pretty much a dead end, emphasis on dead, and you want to go elsewhere, uh, Trinity School is doing great work. And Ioana, you're doing amazing work in, in Michigan. Now, um, do people come to see you there? Do you do virtual consults? What do you do? I do both. I do uh, Zoom calls. Okay. And because we that uh, the Zytolid, you know, you can do remotely. I can send that ship that over. And mm-hmm. usually, I, I because I'm working on Elite, and I have, I'm working on emotions too, emotional release with Evox. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important. I like to make uh, our my clients aware of it's not enough to work on the physical body because we have to start from an emotional point of view too. Because our thoughts and feelings is the first step to heal. And the second step is understanding how the relationship between what we think and mm-hmm. what we feel can create disease. Yeah. Changing our perception, you can change your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you're, you're doing that support. And again, quite a journey from Romania, Romania to America to do what you're doing in Michigan. And uh, God bless you. Thank you for all that you're doing. And thank you to Trinity School of Natural Health for connecting us today uh, to get some more powerful thank healing you. made available for everybody that's ready. Thank you. And if you want to check out Juana, we have the website, Juana Holistic. And it's, of course, it's spelled far different than when I say it, but that's how it's pronounced. You want to Nukara, Nukara, you want a Nukara. And it's uh, I-O-A-N-A holistic, I-O-A-N-A holistic.com. Balance your body, mind, and spirit. Expand consciousness and create the life you want. You want is doing amazing work. And there's so many others that I love to spotlight from Trinity School of Natural Health. So thank you again, you want Amazing, absolutely amazing. Now, as we uh, wrap up hour one, again, I hope to see everybody at the virtual Trinity conference that'll happen in uh, February of next year, because uh, we always do new and live aspects of it as well, including health freedom panel and sometimes extra, in fact, others that weren't able to attend submitting new lecture, so new content. So even if you've come and you saw everything you wanted to see, there'll be more available to you. So do register at Trinity uh, uh, Health, what do we say, Health Freedom Expo? 
trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com, and we'll see you there. Now, let's see what else we got. Congress has passed a new bill expanding cannabis research. The only thing that concerns me about this is what kind of level of corruption uh, can occur, like we've seen attempts that any time a natural substance is now under investigation officially, some reason, somehow, some way, the bureaucratic oligarchy, especially FDA, then declares anybody utilizing a substance in its in its natural state is now committing a crime of some kind. And, the, you know, the fact that they are now, and this is this article we have linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com, you can check it out, that U.S. Congress passing this new bill to expand cannabis research, we realize that through the process of nullification, is it like half or more of the states now have varying degrees of full-on legalities, if you will, using a plant that God created, cannabis? I'm not at all opposed to more research, but why should we ever have stopped it? Why should we ever, why did we ever allow the federal government to stop us from investigating something so brilliant, so amazing that it's providing incredible benefits to millions of Americans every day and has for a long time, long before it became even legal in a number of states. The idea that the federal government should be able to ban a plant, much less force you to take something that isn't for your health. It's an abject absurdity that we have fallen prey to this authoritarianism within our own U.S. US government. Interestingly enough, despite the fact that our founders and the framers of the Constitution wrote it in such a way to minimize the potential that our government would grow to have such centralized authoritative bureaucracies that they would be able to dictate how we can live our lives, what we can use as medicine. You know, I'm just, again, still, I look back and I go, boy, oh boy, did we fall down on the job, didn't we, as Americans? You know, and I look to some of these folks that came from other countries, particularly those that were under overt totalitarian rule and reign in communist uh, countries. And I say, you guys have got to speak out, speak up. Don't be afraid to tell the, the, the native born Americans here that if you don't step up and put a stop to this, that they will and we will all live in a state of tyranny tantamount to, you know, the communist governments that many of us who are old enough that have grown up on the same planet with that no longer exist in the same exact way, but yet they would like to re-implement through various mechanisms, including the, the, the proclamations about climate change. I don't know if you saw this article, the organic preppers hosting this by Daisy Luther, the U S pledges climate reparations to other countries while Americans freeze and become homeless due to the policies of the Federal Reserve and both Democrats and Republicans alike in terms of we can spend without end and, and have no problem, no repercussions, no, no uh, side effects, if you will, that are direct effects that we don't like. Climate reparations? Why? Why? Oh, we've done apparently so much harm to the environment that we've got to pay money to who? To what? The United Nations, the WHO, are they going to divvy up the funds from the U.S. taxpayer, the slave taxpayer, and take extract from their efforts and then give money to other countries through the IMF and World Bank? For what purpose? And guess what, folks? China ain't going to pay diddly squat. <laughs> the number one polluter on the planet, the country of China. 
and they're not at all having to pay rep. This is just absurd. It's stupid. Silly is not the right word. It's moronic. What is that you've highlighted there? Some reports suggest the U.S. will be on the hook for up to a billion dollars in October. Uh, in October, it was reported that the total amount due would be $4.3 trillion. Again, redistribution schemes outside of our own country to balance what scales, considering that the countries that are actually horrific polluters like China don't have to pay anything, probably India, nothing. And th this idea of, of, of laying more and more and more on the U.S. taxpayer, it, it also, I suppose it requires us to wake up and realize that the quote-unquote term U.S. taxpayer is a specific, it has a specific definition. It's not someone who pays taxes. In fact, it's arguable that 50% of U.S. taxpayers pay no actual income tax. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. What, what, what did you say, Robert? You said half of U.S. taxpayers pay no income tax? I'm like, yeah. They file every year, but they get money given to them through earned income tax. It's social engineering through the tax code. And the idea is that a taxpayer is not someone who necessarily pays taxes. You guys need to wake up and grow up and recognize this. These are words of art. These are legal terms and legal definitions. And that which makes you liable for those things is simply the numerical adopt, adoption, if you will. You adopted it, you took it, your parents gave it to you, or you gave it to your kid, or you let them give it because you thought you had to. Numbering kids like cattle. Not something when I woke up to this, I was willing to do for my kids. Other than to say, when you're 18 kiddos, you're the age of majority, you get to decide how you want to live your life. But we can't just blindly do it because it's always been done or we think it's always been done or everybody else is doing it. Our moms used to say, just because little Johnny jumps off the roof, is you going to do that too? Or, you know, name the thing, right? And you're like, oh, of course, mom, I won't do that just because, well, we do that every day as adults because everyone else is doing it. We got to do it too. Is it because of the fear of being ostracized perhaps or other fears? It's usually fear that keeps us trapped in slave systems. And the slaves begin to actually enjoy and desire their enslaved status because in many ways they're not responsible for many things other than what they're told to do. But then they don't have to worry about health care. They don't have to worry about housing. They don't have to worry. All of those things are covered, but they're slaves. As opposed to, you know, I would rather engage, you know, in the, uh, what will we say? the realities of dangerous liberty than a safe form of enslavement. And many people would choose to be enslaved because of safety. They think that life is all about safety. I, I got to have a safety net. And we've been convinced over generations now that the only safety net exists in government and not God. Isn't that interesting? There are many people of faith, whether it be Christian, Jewish, Muslim, you name the religious faith, that believe in the safety net of a government that's displaced what we used to be taught, maybe still is being taught but not adhered to, that the only safety you can find ultimately in, is in your salvation, in your relationship with the Creator, with God. Now, how you determine that to be, that's your experience, your individual spark of God as a creation, learning how to get back. And along the way, we are deceived time and time and time again, often by, more often than not, by other human beings 
who want to play God in your life or be God to you in your life because you've given up on your divinity and you say, well, I can't do it. It's too hard. It's too tough. I'll let them do it for me. And of course, when they do, they get to make the rules and then they enslave you and trap you, for instance, in debt that can never actually be repaid. And if you get a chance to listen to or watch uh, Laban Ditchburn's, you know, the world's best courage coach podcast, which I did this morning live, we got into this. I didn't know we were going to get into this as we opened up the mic and started talking about the enslavement of our economic system and our belief that the pursuit of happiness, although I, didn't, I don't think I said it in these terms or these words exactly, is only about material goods, the pursuit of material goods and comforts, et cetera. And that, you know, that's part of life. It's, I'm not opposed to having nice things and living nicely, but if that is the only thing we perceive the pursuit of happiness is and means it's going to be a happiness deficiency life. Because none of those material goods ultimately fulfill that deep longing that you may not even recognize you have to reconnect with the source of all life itself, your divinity, your relationship with the most holy, however you perceive that to be. And yet here we are deceived time and time again. Oh my gosh, you, by being born, you are in debt because it's your fault that the world is polluted or that someone was enslaved before you. you, you were you here? Maybe, maybe not, depending on your belief system. But ultimately, are we not asked to step up, stand up, put on our big boy or big girl pants and take care of ourselves if we truly want to help anybody else? Isn't that the only way we can? to be self-sufficient enough to have an abundance to be able to give more sometimes than we have in the aid to others. And I'm not even talking about monetary necessarily, but the energy, the spirit of giving, the charity that comes from being connected to the source of all creation, knowing it and living it. Are they the same thing? Not necessarily. I mean, you can know it and not live it. Anyway, this is uh, where we are on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Halfway through, we're going to take a quick educational break at the top of the hour. Thanks to uh, Yuana Nakara for joining us here on the Robert Scott Bell Show with Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. Quick shout out as well, and I'll ask Super Don about the, the, the Black Friday deals from many of our sponsors, including Nutritional Frontiers. They got some deals, and guess what? You get to use the RSB15 code on them too. We'll get to that. One in seven parents have not talked to their doctor or kid's doctor about this, about what? That's coming up in a whole lot more on the Robert Scott Bell Show where I simply remind you that the power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. I feel like I graduated from the Trinity School of uh, Romanian Linguistics today. I got my Trinity uh, uh, hoodie. This is awesome. Thank you to Trinity School. Thank you to Julie Whitman Klein. Love this. It was my, my, one of my favorite hoodies, Trinity School. Uh, but yes, I passed the course thanks to Lauren Ameling. She's one of the instructors and she's awesome at Trinity. And she told me how to pronounce Iwana Nukara. And I don't even know. I think I said it close enough. I feel good about myself, Super Don. I hope... Uh, Hope I'm not going to get cocky about saying names that I that are impossible to pronounce, but I'm very pleased with that. And she was terrific, <laughs> my stand-up producer. I uh, yeah, I was I was thinking that maybe you might do like a a, a Price is Right type of of uh, 
impression there when you introduced her, right? Oh no, I didn't go there. What do you, you didn't mean go by there? That? What yeah. do you mean? I think you I want a new car. That would have been funny. You, you want a new car? No, uh, that's so, that's great. Talk about good timing. The FedEx yeah. truck uh, pulled up during the break. Oh, is that why you were so busy not and, posting uh, things? What happened? Do you, you have a? Not, no, what do you mean not posting things? Or not showing off the websites that I was talking about, like Trinity and stuff, and too worried about? Yeah, I got the. Take. Got the. Oh, don't tip it in. over. Well, it's all right. It's you know this this thing is packed really well. Yeah. It's got foam like styrofoam things and stuff like that. And it's got yeah. dry ice in it and all that stuff. So I haven't even opened it, but it came with a uh, a sticker. Mm-hmm. Look at that. What does that say? I don't drink Kool-Aid, but I do eat beloved cheesecake. <laughs> I don't drink the Kool-Aid. That's cute. <laughs> kind of cool, huh? That's from Jen Jacobson. That was a nice gift. That's really right. nice. Gift. So um, we'll have God. to get we'll have to get her on after Thanksgiving. Talk about her cheesecake. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna go around with my phone and I'm gonna do a video of everybody eating the cheesecake and ask them, so how's the cheesecake? Okay. Yeah, that'll be cool. We'll, You'd we'll be have better her. at it than I am, you know, when yeah. it comes to those kind of posts. I'm just slacker at it, but uh, very cool. Looking forward to it. So uh, are you gearing up? You got a lot more work to do to prepare the house because you're having a lot of guests for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. You know, stress levels go up when you're going to have 23 people over. So we got to <laughs> hmm. got some things to do, Yeah, but it'll be fine. Hmm. It'll be good. You'll so, be all right. Okay. Looking forward to it. Plus, all we're right. gonna have cheesecake, so that just makes it all better. Yeah. Now you've you've got reduced the burden on your wife to make a delicious cake. Right. Is she gonna do any, a pie anyway? Oh yeah. No. We're, what are we gonna have? We're gonna have a chocolate cream pie, a pecan oh pie, pumpkin oh pie, cheesecake, apple pie, and Dude, there's no room for the regular stuff. And it's something else, some other pumpkin dessert of some sort that was my dad's favorite that my sister's making. A hundred percent dessert Thanksgiving. No, no that's just no the dessert. No you know, nothing. You know, we're we're going to have all the usual stuff, a 23-pound turkey and, uh, you know, stuffing and my when wife's you, famous mashed potatoes. And, when you put the poll question of the day up and you asked what are the most important sides, you didn't say dessert because everybody would have said, well, it's dessert. Dessert's not a side. It's not. In your house, it's, it's like a main course. I mean, do you have do you have your do you eat your 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 pie with your turkey or do you, do you eat it at the end? It's it's another course. Well, at the meal. end, you take the extra turkey. You could make a turkey pot pie. That's it could, true. but that's yeah. not a dessert. No. Okay. Now, do you have a poll question of the day? Of today's newsletter or anything? It just went out. It was yeah. running late today. I just I just got You've so much so going busy. on. Yeah. But um, it has to do with sleep, and this this. Uh, is a result because you I think it's in this it. hour. Yeah. It's yeah. at the end of the hour. Uh, right. Holiday wish list survey was done it was by a mattress manufacturer, of course. Uh, and they found that two and three Americans just want a decent night's sleep on their holiday wish list. Yeah. Um, and so the question, uh, the poll question is, you know, two, mm -hmm. two out of three people wish they could just get a decent night's sleep. How hard mm -hmm. is it for you? Yeah, I see it. Very hard, somewhat hard, not very hard, no problem at all. Not sure. Are you talking about the mattresses or, or how hard it is to fall asleep? How hard is your head, Robert? <laughs> very. <laughs> you know, I shot the 50 BMG, unlike my daughter who just slayed it. I'm like shooting it, not shouldering it, and boom, I, I scope, you know, above my eye. But uh, yeah, no, it's very hard. Thankfully, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. So Two sleep, out of three, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that are not getting very good sleep. 
by the way, some of you will be getting a lot of help because of the Black Friday deals. I think it's like, was it they have 15% off everything? Do you do you see that? Do you, I got I part way, I got, I've gotten part way through all the Black Friday stuff and we can go over that here in a little bit. But okay. uh, I was thinking about the nutritional frontier sleep Jamie time. Dorley yeah. has put 15% off across the board. That's what they call a line drive. Everything so on the website is 15% off right now. And if you use the RSB 15 code, you'll get an additional 15%. Yeah. Dude, it's almost 30% off. If you take the 15 off, then you take 15 off. That's not fully 30, but it's pretty dang good. So thank you, uh, Jamie Dorley and the uh, family at Nutritional Frontier. That's what we're talking about. I'll just show you. If you go over to robertscottbell.com, you'll see there's a little tab, tab there, Black Friday Specials. And we've got Tuttle Twins. Mm-hmm. has a huge deal going on right now. You got kids or grandkids. This? this is an investment in their future. Yeah. This is yeah. huge. I think this is the biggest sale they do of the year. $370 value for only $93.88. Cardio Miracle has one of their best deals of the year going on right now. If you uh, want to take advantage of that. Okay. Uh, Super Mush has a, a deal going on on their bundles. And mm-hmm. if you use the uh, code RSB at checkout, you get an additional 25% off. Oh, yeah, that's the adaptogenic mushrooms. I love those. Yes, yes, that's a big deal. Okay. Uh, there's the nutritional frontiers there that we were just talking about. That's everything. Again, everything, everything. Think about, think about the sleep time remedy, right? Because everybody's you have to call in for the CBD if you want to do that. But every other other than that, everything on the website okay. is uh, is on sale. And the Four Sigmatic, they're, of course, having the, one of their best sales of the year. Okay. It's already a reduced price uh, on the website. More. You get uh, RS Bell is the promo code on that one. You get another 10% on top of that. So how do they find the Black Friday deal link on robertscottbell.com? Or are you going to send out an email? Yeah, well, I will probably do some, do an email as well. Okay. But right now, some of these are, because obviously it's not Black Friday yet, right? But these not guys, right. are they're, they're, they're giving you early access to the, the sale. So just click on the tab over at the website, and there will be an email going out uh, probably. Black Friday specials. Cool. Early, maybe Friday morning or late Thursday night, something like that. Okay. I like it. Yep. So I guess the, the question is in determining why people perceive they're having difficulty sleeping so much, two out of three. Like, Super let me ask you, because you, you, you said last night, the night before, you said you didn't sleep well or you, you slept in. You, what is it that is most <laughs> impactful? Is it one thing or does it change all the time that disrupts your sleep besides the dogs? That, that well, yeah. the dogs are a big part of it. Yeah. Um, but that's just, they just sleep with us. This is how it is. Uh, and... You know, I mean, as we get older, us men, mm-hmm. uh, we do have a tendency to sometimes, uh, especially if you're somebody like me who probably drinks a little bit too much liquid, uh, you know, close to bedtime, right. you know, I do have to take a break or two Yeah, uh, sometimes. And, and if the dog happens to get me up, that's, just, you know, it's an opportune time to do that. But uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it, you know. And also, you know, the... Um, you know, we've been talking about getting getting a new a new bed anyway. Okay. So I, you know, it's a combination of things probably. Something more comfy, but, comfortable. You know, and then I go to bed usually around 11, 1130 and I'm up at 5.30. Dude, yeah, you are like dedicated to being awakened. So if I have a bad night of sleep, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. So anyway, that's well, it. I mean, it's a combination of things. Okay. Well, now I'll for- tell you, when I use the sleep time. Mm-hmm. Which you can you get think? on sale now, fifteen percent off plus an additional fifteen. This is yeah. good stuff, man. I've had I've had good good 
I've used it as well, and and it's, yeah, it's actually good, gotten uh, good luck with that. Particularly when I have that early flight and I just don't sleep. It, it got I don't take it every sleep. night, and I suppose I could. And there's no reason why you can't. No. Um, and and I just might. I mean, it's you know, it's a good sized bottle. It's got 120 camps in it, but um, yeah, it does work. It, it works good. You definitely get better sleep with it. Yeah. Well, the first hour uh, or second hour, I should say. Uh, now we are in, and there's a poll question from uh, I think this is an article on the Hill. And it says uh, one in seven parents have not talked about vaccines with their child's doctor. I was thinking maybe a, a poll question for our audience would be, how many of you even have a pediatrician for your kid? Because I, I'll, I'll hazard to guess in our audience, there'll be a lot more people awake to the fact that pediatricians are more dangerous than helpful for kids. Seriously, not, not, not exaggerating in the least, because think about what they do primarily are well baby visits. And in those well baby visits, what do they do? They make the kids not well. They do harm. They violate the Hippocratic Oath. That's a miserable thing to do. And so many of you are onto them saying, you know what? I, I'd rather take my uh, my kid to a chiropractor. And some, you know, the allopathic will be, oh, that's just quacks, those quacks. I mean, you really, you're so, so ignorant. The vitalistic view of the body is fundamentally the, the starting point of where we should be focusing on. And only, only if and when there's an acute injury of some kind or acute infection that no natural remedy is helping or helping enough or fast enough that you should consider at that point an allopathic intervention, pharmaceutical or otherwise. So I, I don't know what the, the sense of this poll is. I know the Hill is obviously a mainstream rag of politics and pro-vaccine propaganda. But one in seven have not talked to their uh, child's doctor about vaccines since the pandemic started. I don't know what the is as good as bad. I, I would say it should be uh, seven of seven. Although if they did, <laughs> it, it should be. Wow. No compromise there. huh? You want all seven. Well, I mean, think about it. No, I get what you're saying from a jab deficiency. And, you know, at the point where you want to discuss with your doctor this issue, what is your doctor going to do other than say, get the shots or else I'll, I'll fire you from the practice. No, that's true. I, I think, you know, obviously in this article, it's a, you know, Oh my goodness. Oh, we need to do something about this. Oh, this is terrible. Children are going to die and disease is going to run rampant through the world because you know, the, the, they aren't talking to their, their doctors about their yeah. kids, vaccines and stuff. I just figured you'd just be like, cool. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We'll take it. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm greedy. I want more. Well, what's it before? You know, I mean, let's say, let's, let's, yeah. I mean, let's look at it this way. I mean, we can speculate. There's no way that we'll know this for sure. But uh, I, if it's one out of seven now, mm -hmm. what, was, what it was it? Was it one out of 10? Was yeah. it, you know, one out of 15 before the pandemic? Mm -hmm. I think it's reasonable to say that the pandemic had a positive impact on that. Yeah. We don't have anything to compare to, but fifteen percent of parents said they did not talk about any vaccines with their child's doctor. Three percent said they even delayed or skipped a visit to the pediatrician's office to avoid talk, talking about the vaccines for their child. So they they're aware of it. They don't even want to confront the doctor on it. And and, and you know what's interesting about this, and they probably haven't done a survey of pediatricians yet on this. If it was anonymous, we might get some truth in it. I wonder how many pediatricians are questioning now the entire vaccine paradigm based on what's happened in COVID and COVID jabs. Think about that. You know, of the doctors who have become vocal, 
initially. I've I've only had you know personal experience in talk. Well, I've had a few on the air on this show. You know, uh, say Ryan Cole, Peter McCullough, and some others. That even as they were awakening to the danger of the COVID jab or jabs, they were still all in on you know flu shots or just regular you know vaccines. And over time, not a lot of time, relatively speaking, in the big scheme of things. Those doctors are now decidedly not in favor of the childhood vaccination campaign and in many cases have said, my kid's not getting another one ever again and I'm not going to start the next round on any other kid. That would never have happened if it weren't for the COVID jabs. You know, as much as I would go, dude, Trump really warp speed, why? Perhaps, you know, we look back on this and it's the only thing that would ever get people woken up from that vaccine-induced stupor, if you will, that just basically blindly accepted that all life exists because of vaccines. Without them, we all die. I know that sounds extreme, but that's what people believe and believed. And now even physicians, not just questioning the COVID job, but looking back and going, okay, just like when I woke up in my own way to my own health issues and the medical profession's penchant for drugging me for everything, And I woke up and said, gee, I wonder if they were lying to me about this, what about this and this and this and this and this and this? And And that's what I'm seeing of those physicians that have regained their sanity or are in the process of. They're starting to pull a thread and see where it leads and seeing the causal connection between chronic illness and and ill health, even autism, the un, you can't speak about that, right? And the relationship to injections of the vaccine variety or now uh, the COVID jab variety, which I don't know if anybody's proclaiming that it's causing autism. You know, that seems to be not the controversy, but died suddenly. Myocarditis, pericarditis. There's still people, uh, you know, very few percentage-wise that I've noticed since that died suddenly began trending yesterday because of that new documentary called Died Suddenly. A very small percentage of people on Twitter are countering and saying, these are the wackos, these are the crazies trying to connect the vaccines, the jabs to this. They're just the same old, same old. Like, is if they cause myocarditis, right? It's all because, and then they would say, it's all because of the COVID virus. But their their ability to succeed in doing that is not like it once was. There are far fewer, and if those that are in existence may still be just bots, but it's not like it used to be. We pointed this out on certain things, haven't we, Super D? I think we've covered some stories where we're watching on Twitter things that previously would have been met with an onslaught of negativity. And, you know, calling people names about being in I, whatever. And now it's the smaller percentage by far. It is. It's been pretty uh, interesting to see what's happening over Twitter lately. <laughs> it, it's been kind of fun if you, if you, you know, some people, they don't, they don't bother with Twitter. And I understand. Um, mm-hmm. But you just need to understand that um, things are a little different now. And so it might be worth checking out. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the crazies have either left or are being kind of, um, I don't know, I guess it's like a, a more of a level playing field on Twitter now than what used to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know where it's going to go from here, but yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff you would not have seen trending. It would have been shut yeah. down, you know, right away. It would have been, uh, you know, considered misinformation. Yeah, or if it did make it. Oh, you know, and here's <laughs> what? What do you see? That's so funny. I just brought up Twitter, mm-hmm. and on Twitter, trending. Yeah, misinformation. I just said that. Yeah. How funny is that? 
Yeah, well, let's of course they've got. Let's just see what is that. What what is it that's trending exactly? Is it exactly. related to what? Dinesh D'Souza. We don't hear much about Democrats and leftists being let back on Twitter. Why? Because they were never kicked off in the first place. Their <laughs> lies and misinformation simply escaped all scrutiny. Her telling. This is the stuff. Oh, this is the yeah. stuff that's that's trending right now, right? Mm. Yeah, Kurt Schilling. Got to be it's freaking out the leftists. Yeah, they thought they owned it. Wow. This is the stuff that yeah, rep rep Marjorie Taylor Green trending. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is it's very interesting to see what's going on. Hmm. Anyway. Well, there was one below that uh, I just saw anti-vaccine misinformation. Somebody was trying to push back on it. That's what I thought was primarily going to be the case. Below that, I think it was. No, yes, here. Just anti-vaccine yes. information, right? Related to. Right. But you, you know what you see here that's different than what you may have seen before is now there's much more of a balance. Yeah. On this stuff. Um, so anyway, it's, yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. All right. Well, cool. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Let's go to uh, uh, a quick say thank you uh, still to our friends at Orange Guard. If you haven't figured out how to manage uh, pest control in your own home without causing cancer or toxic burdens to the body and the kids and the pets, you now have an option. If you're new to the Robert Bell Show, check this out, orangeguard.com. Tor McPartland uh, brought this out some years ago, and it's a wonderful product made from orange peel, the lemony, the distillate from the orange peel. Uh, in studies, in university-level studies, they found that it has anti-cancer properties. But it's also a cleaning agent. In this case, it's uh, getting rid of the ants and the roaches and even the spiders, if like Super Don doesn't like them. Pesky little things and makes your house smell a lot nicer, the orangey smell. And you can spray it around your food and your kids and your pets are not going to be harmed by it. There I am in my garden in the summer months. You know, it was, uh, we were open to the world. We had some aphids in there. I was able to use the orange guard and uh, not compromise the integrity of the food. You can dilute it, like seven to one, I think Tor said, uh, to spray it directly on your plants if that's what you want to do. But if it's just, you know, the ants and roaches and things you don't like in in your houses, um, that's a good thing. Go to uh, Ace Hardware Store to get it there or Whole Foods or direct at orangeguard.com. Also, as I said, we already mentioned a little bit about the deals, the Black, Black Friday deals, like from Nutritional Frontiers, uh, Trinity School, I don't know if they have any specials coming up at the end of the year, but we'll, we'll ask Julie and the family if there's anything going on we should know about. But suffice it to say that um, in February, we want you part of the Trinity Health Freedom Expo virtual event because in addition to all the things you couldn't see even if you attended, uh, there'll be new things uh, presented there for that one, the 18th and 19th, I believe it is, of uh, February. Other things upcoming, upcoming events, turn of the new year. First weekend in January 2023, we'll be with Terry and Stu Warner and a bunch of our friends uh, coming together for a wellness parenting revolution and more. Uh, that'll be in Orlando, Florida for that event, first event of the year. And other things that we've been announcing uh, in Atlanta in February, I think it's like 22nd through 25th of February. Uh, they've already announced where it's going to be, the Lake Lanier Islands uh, area, Next Steps Conference, Tia Severino. Building the parallel society, as we've been talking about that, very pro- positive and proactive steps. If you look at the people going, good Lord, there's Tia, there's uh, uh, Polly Tommy, uh, Stephanie Lucretio, Peter McCullough, Brian Hooker, Sinhang Lee, uh, is that Pierre Corey? Dr. Jack. Dr. Uh, Jack, oh, James Hines Tyler, yep. yeah. So what a crowd that's going to be there. I'll be there with you. And uh, Kimberly Overton, I see terrific people. And that's at Lanier Islands, February 22nd through 25th, Buford, Georgia, outside of Atlanta. Plan to be there for that. That's going to be amazing. 
Uh, and as more events are available to you, including the Red Pill Expo, we're move, they're moving it to uh, early June. We don't know where yet. You can buy your tickets at 2022 pricing. And if you can't attend it later in, in 2023, you get full refund. So there's no risk to getting tickets now for the Red Pill Expo as well. But there's the American Health Freedom Summit Expo in Orlando, Florida, January 7th uh, and 8th. But again, it, there's more to it than just those two days. So stay in touch. We're going to be covering some stories about what's upcoming as well. Uh, let's see. Advil, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. From Was it Advil that tried to advertise on our show um, that when we were back at the network, or was it Tylenol? I think it was Tylenol. Was it I Tylenol? Think, yeah. <laughs> what happened? I was like livid, wasn't I? I was like, I don't oh. even remember. I don't. I don't know that was that before me. It may have been. May have been. Yeah. It may have been. So I just kind of heard the story about how you were doing your show, and suddenly a, a Tylenol yeah. commercial came on the air during the commercial well, I went break, and yeah. you lost your. I cool. lost my cool. Yeah. I was like, no, you're not <laughs> advertising that on my show. Anyway, uh, they didn't do that anymore. Yeah. No, they stopped. They were good. That was good. It was like the one thing I was able to diva into reality. Uh-uh. Yes. Not on my show. You want me? You take the Tylenol away. So this story uh, is on Daily Mail, and it says taking an Advil for more than a year makes arthritis worse. Worse. Like here you've been taking all this stuff to relieve your pain and suffering from arthritis and you take it consistently, you are going to make it worse. Now, this is not new for many of you who've been with me for a long time, but maybe some of your friends are still taking Advil, ibuprofen stuff. What are you you're like, dude, I've been trying to tell you. Now there's a study. They recruited 277 people with moderate to severe osteoarthritis. All participants have been taking anti-inflammatory non-steroidals for at least a year. They did MRI scans. Uh, let's see, MRI scans of affected knees and they were carried out at the start. And then four years later, results show no apparent long-term benefit to taking NSAIDs. Of course, they're toxic to the liver, to the kidneys, to the intestinal tract. You're going to destroy function over time that will, of course, destroy previous to the function, the structure, which was already harmed by a lot of inflammatory cascades, not due to an aberration of your immune system, but simply you have been putting pro-inflammatory items into your body through food, water, and air, and you didn't know it. And then you said, I'm going to take an anti-inflammatory of some kind to stop the response of your body that is appropriate to the poison and toxins that you've been ingesting. And so Advil and Aleve, according to this article, are making, making things worse. It's interesting, actually, when you read the article... Mm-hmm. And they go into trying to explain as to why this happened in the in the uh, the, mm-hmm. the study. Yeah. So they're 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 throwing ideas out there. One, uh, the study suggests that it may instead worsen the inflammation in the knee over time rather than making it better. And uh, researchers said one possible reason for their findings is that people who take pain relief medication mm-hmm. may be physically more active, which could lead to worsening inflammation. Dunce. Absolute dunce. It's not, it's not, it's not about the Aleve. It's not about the Advil. It's not the How drug. How dare you try to keep moving your body? It's, it's, it's because when they took the medication, it didn't hurt. So they, they injured themselves more. Yeah. Well, you know, this, this, it's a bit of a double-edged sword in this one. And that specific thing that you just brought up because movement is life. And movement can help facilitate the cleansing of the area. But if you combine that movement with chronic ibuprofen use, for instance, 
you stop the repair mechanism because you stop the signaling to some degree. So there is some element of truth in that statement, although it's the wrong thing because, you know, if you don't move it, you lose it. And if you do move it along with the drugs, you can have more inflammation because. Well, if, if the underlying cause of the, of the inflammation and the problem that you got going on with the knee doesn't get taken care of, then obviously I guess you could continue to injure yourself, you could, right? You could, yeah, I you mean, could have continual damage. I mean, that's the point kind of, of you take a painkiller and you're able to, oh, look, I could walk on this, yet the body never had the opportunity to heal. And right. so you end up in a chronic state of dysfunction. And the other reason they give that. here is they say, well, it could be that the anti-inflammatory effect that normally comes from NSAIDs may not work as well for the membrane lining of the knee joint. That's just, I'm sorry, that's stupid. Is that stretching too far? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because again, they're reaching now for something. It's like, but the point is, even if it did, it's an artificial reduction of inflammation to stop the recovery, the healing that is taking place. That's what the inflammatory process is. The cytokine storming is to protect an, you know, an injured area to begin the healing process. But when it goes chronic, there are problems of deficiency and chronic, let's say, influx. Now, one of the things that you guys can do if you're suffering from chronic osteoarthritis, guess what? It's this. I'm holding it up in my hand. The bioactive copper hydrosol, the sovereign copper. You can get this from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. There might be some Black Friday deals elsewhere, but my gosh, this copper is amazing. And remember, copper is the systemic inflammation reducer, not via suppression, no side effects to the liver, side benefits to the liver, phase one detox pathways, which are important. In addition to other, let's say, botanical and homeopathic things that work with inflammation, not by suppression, but by reducing the injury and stimulating regenerative events. You know, those that like turmeric and black pepper combinations, for instance, a very powerful yet safe anti-inflammatory substance. Brilliant options there that you can utilize. Absolutely brilliant. The um, studies lead author would like to, to uh, have yeah. a word with you about what you just said there. Um, because according to... Put them on. Is, is it Johanna? Johanna? Yeah. Johanna oh. Wanahana. Yo mama? The studies... What? Yo mama... The study's lead author said, to date, no curative therapy has been approved yeah. to cure or reduce the progression of knee osteoarthritis. Yeah, approved. So this, this would be the reason, I guess, why they're, they're uh, saying, hey, just take some believe and Approved my aspirin. That's what yeah. I got to say about that. Uh, you know, if you're looking and waiting for the federal government, the Fear and Death Administration, to approve something natural that's non-patented to relieve much less promote or provide regeneration and healing, You'll be long dead by the time they go, yeah, yeah, thumbs up what Robert said. Sorry, that's not going to happen. Don't look for them to do that. If you're looking for that level of approval, you're probably not listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show. I'm just going to say that now. That's why I'm not offending anybody in this audience that I'm aware of anyway. Kind of like all those, all those people that uh, disagreed with you about cholesterol 20 years ago, right? Yeah, or even today, some people. <laughs> still, I don't know, but you know, we find out more and more. I was right. They were wrong. And there are people you know, that are smarter than me that were wrong just you know we're all capable of being wrong and and i think the difference is super don if i am you're going to call me out on it i won't be able to get away with it for long yeah well, that's kind of my job i know you just take extra glee ah Robert right. was wrong. a little bit a little bit <laughs> oh, that's mean it's just mean all right where are we at oh bottom of the hour two already well it's, it's cranking up it's holiday week are you feeling the? i mean now that the cheesecake arrived you got to be feeling in holiday mode that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to people coming over and having a nice meal and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, Christmas is the one that, uh, that's yeah. the real holiday of the, of, mm -hmm. the, of the, at the end of the year. 
and I haven't gotten there yet. No, I haven't gotten there yet. I've, I've resisted. I keep, you know, harassing people that are putting up their Christmas. So some people are actually putting up Christmas trees already. Oh, I know. We see in our neighborhood. What's wrong with you? You don't put up a Christmas tree before Thanksgiving. Hmm. That just seems weird. Well, I'm with you there. I am with you there. I I don't understand that. We we went to the storage and got some of our, um, a a few things Mm -hmm. in preparation. And, uh, was, had a had a picture and I'm like, well, I wonder how this would look here. And I put it up on the wall and my wife's like, kick it down. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put that up there. And I was kind of looking at going, yeah, it does seem kind of weird. It just, it just, you know, it's, it's almost like when you put it on the wall before Thanksgiving, it just like, it's like weird and stuff like that. But after Thanksgiving, you put it on the wall and you're like, oh, that looks great. Hey, it's a, it's a mental you. thing. You know, it's a psychological thing, but it's I'm real. Gonna, I'm looking at you. I'm just like, like you're standing up. I still am not used to that first time i get to see you i'm not used to it either my my back is like what are you doing my feet are like ah sit down yeah oh no you're doing great we're almost making it through uh for your first stand-up uh i'm gonna get one of those those soft pad things like you can stand on yeah i think that's important shoes off you know and yeah that's important Stand here in my socks or something but Mm -hmm. it's a commitment i mean i know it's gonna do it's gonna be better for me in the long run if i do this Mm because It just makes sense. If you can stand instead of sit, that's going to be better for you. But uh, it's going to take a little getting used to because I've been sitting on my butt for. Yeah, I don't want to hear you taking any Advil or anything. No Advil, no leave. No, no. no, nothing like that. By the way, uh, Sherry Neal is in the audience, our friend Sherry. Um, You, Sherry, have something. I forget what what it was called. But also, I think it was like a, is it a turmeric derived, you know, amazing substance formula that you have? It's working with inflammation. I was just throwing that out there. You can put that in the chat room for everybody if they haven't seen that. I don't know if Choose to Be Healthy has it yet. Um, but again, a lot of things we talk about, uh, Jonathan has at choosetobehealthy.com. So check that out. And also on the sleep thing, as we talked about earlier, you know, how many people wish for, you know, a good night's sleep, holiday wish list. Two and three Americans just want that. So if we need to cover more of what it takes to get a good night's sleep, partly it's liver related, partly it's pancreas related. And partly it's super Don, don't drink too much water before you go to bed related, much less yeah. have the dog sleeping on your head and then deciding that they want that. To I out. have no, I don't have a whole lot of control over unless I kick the dog out of bed. And that would be mean at this point. Max and Izzy, they're, they're, they're the, uh, the old, oldie dogs of the bunch. They're a couple of babies. They're like 12 I mean, years look, old. So we kicked the cat out. And I'm like, ah, I gotta be nice to, I gotta be nice to them. You're getting us up too early. That doesn't work for us. So we got to yeah, get like kids. I love animals, but dudes, don't, don't disrupt my sleep. It's like having kids. At least mm-hmm. it is for us. Yeah. I know it isn't for you. Do you still have a cat? We have two. We have a, a semi-outdoor cat and an indoor cat. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. And they're, you know, That's well, the indoor different. cat's such a little neat. It's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same as having a dog. No, gang, the libertarian cats, you can kick out and they'll still love you later when they're hungry. When they want something, yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, unvaccinated blood banks. That Every day there's a new story about this. And I wish people would realize that, mo, mo, you know, when you re- need to rebuild blood plasma, there are certain things you can do. Um, Megafood has a blood builder formula. But it, copper plays a huge role here. But let's say you have a significant blood loss and you don't want to get contaminated blood what we perceive to be contaminated by covid jabs what else is in that blood they're not screening for it they don't think it's a problem you do and you don't want it 
You know, I talked about the history of uh, replenishing blood plasma with coconut water, Pacific Theater, World War II, that occurred. And the Quintone experiments that resulted in identifying an isotonic solution of clean seawater could also replace blood plasma and help to regenerate, will keep you alive long enough to generate more of the, you know, the blood that you need that carries the oxygen and all of that. But just short of that, uh, Natural News is reporting Ethan Huff has an article about the unvaccinated blood banks. And there's a growing movement for clean transfusion options. And it says here, Swiss naturopath George Della Pietra has started a new safe blood donation service. I, you know, maybe we can reach out and see if we can get the Swiss naturopath on the show. That would be fun. See what the story is there. Did you click on that? Oh, what does that take you right to their website or something? Or is that what's covered on Vice? It safe, just it goes to Vice, yeah. Safe blood hardliners want to set up unvaccinated blood I banks. I can tell you right now, if it's Vice, this is not going to be a friendly article. But Yeah, they're probably trying to dismiss any reason for doing right. this. Medically, that a growing number. So they're hearing it, obviously. Any vaxxers are trying to create a new global infrastructure for the supply of unvaccinated blood, driven by conspiracy theories and pseudoscientific beliefs about the dangers of mRNA COVID vaccines. So this is written by a skeptic. Yeah, basically. All the language is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to the other article. All right. Well, I don't have much more to say on it. I mean, I'm just, you you think in a free market, that's what would happen. You know, there's suddenly a growing demand for uncontaminated, non-jabbed blood. And you go, all right, look, this is a business opportunity for somebody. The Swiss naturopath is doing it. But of course, the leftist media, vice and every, all these anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorists want blood that's not, you know, pseudoscience well who cares if you if you want the contaminated blood and you don't think it's contaminated guess what that means there's more for you because we don't want it <laughs> it's true why, why aren't they why aren't they celebrating because that means you know all the non all the non-jabbed people are going to die because they don't get contaminated blood and it's not contaminated by the way as they'll say oh ridiculous all right sleep 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 winter hydration the importance of staying hydrated during the colder months are you are you finding that you dry out faster in the winter because of the drop in temperature and humidity? That is something. Me personally? Yeah. Well, or was that rhetorical? I don't know. Yeah, it's a little bit of both, actually. You know, I don't, I don't have a problem because I I drink, you know, I, I get at least two bottles of... of uh, Cardio of Miracle? Right here. And then not Gatorade, it's just a bottle. But yeah. uh, I, I like the bottle. Your- the bottle's a cool bottle, but uh, the Cardio Miracle. Mm-hmm. And I put, and I, I go hardcore. I put two scoops. Yeah. In one bottle. Yeah, you are the cardio miracle man. I and, just do my one scoop in the morning before I go to work out and then run circles around everybody that's not taking cardio miracle. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Uh, we do have a question about cardio miracle. Did you see that question of the day? Did you were you able to import it's that? It's not in the show notes, but we can address it. Um, I would like to if you don't mind. I have it in front of me. I can read it. This is from Yolanda. Okay. Okay. It says hi, Robert and Super Don. Do you think Cardio Miracle has enough vitamin D in it if you live in Michigan this time of year? Would you drink it twice a day or would you add a daily vitamin D with K2 supplementation? Uh, What else would you recommend if you're feeling tired or fatigued? Thank you. All right. Well, this is a good question by Yolanda. I could barely, there it is on you. You've got it. You just kind of blast it. No problem. Um, Now, you got to understand, Yolanda, as much as everybody is bonkers gaga over what they call vitamin D. I have always been of the belief, if you will, it's a belief. I could be wrong 
that we mostly have adequate vitamin D and are just unable to utilize that which we have stored in our system. And that people are taking way more than they need to because they're not getting it activated. It's stored and it's not activated. And I think uh, this was borne out with one of the studies on Cardio Miracle that showed indeed what it was doing in addition to supplying a little bit of vitamin D that it was activating the, 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 not only the transport channels, but it was taking the stored vitamin D and convert, helping it to convert more efficiently into the active form of D for utilization by the entire body and its metabolism. So personally, I don't, I don't do a D and a K2. This doesn't mean you can't benefit for those that want it. I think our essential fatty acid EFA, like fish oil has maybe some vitamin D naturally uh, there as well, um, measurable. But uh, for me, if you feel like you need it, again, these tests that tell you you're low in vitamin D, they're often not detecting the stored, or if they do, they ignore it. They're only worried about what they can d- detect. But if you can take even one, maybe two scoops like Superdon does wow. of the Cardio Miracle. I'll just, I'm going to go straight because I, I, I have one of these sitting in my office all the time. Sure. So at least one. Mm-hmm. I think I've got two or three more over here. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, they have like mounds of cocaine. I have mounds of 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 uh, cardio miracle. I just yeah. Know. Why not? That's how it is. Anyway, uh, D uh, D two and D three. So you, you're getting uh, per scoop, right? One scoop. Yep. You're getting ten micrograms or of uh, the D two. You're getting forty micrograms of the D three. Uh, the daily value recommended daily, it's like 50% and 200% of the, the daily recommended uh, value. And you're also getting the K2 as well, 20 micrograms per scoop. Yeah. So, so you, in answer you to your question, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're going to, if you're concerned about getting enough D uh, to the point that you would go, hey, you know, uh, I would normally, if I wasn't taking the cardio miracle, I would consider a vitamin D and K2 supplement. Mm-hmm. You've got the vitamin D and K2 in the cardio miracle. So, yeah, so double up on doses there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else would you recommend if you're feeling tired or fatigued? Okay. Here we go. Copper and magnesium. Because the ability to produce the, the ATP, adenosine triphosphate, at the mitochondrial level is dependent upon copper and magnesium. And I don't mean to oversimplify it, but these, you know, copper deficiency is very real. And the combination of using the copper with the cardio miracle is next level. And you'll find energy's coming back if you haven't already integrated that, Yolanda. The other thing about energy, of course, we've talked for years about chromium. And so the food research form of, it's called glucose sugar balance. Uh, Jonathan, choose to be healthy as that. If you want to get more energy in your system, simply take a capsule one, two, three, maybe even four times a day. But usually if the four times a day is if you're really severely, uh, you know, into the diabetic range. range. Um, but even hypoglycemia, you could do three times, four times a day, correct that pretty quickly. And the energy will come flowing back in. But the copper is showing a lot of promise for people that are like, dude, I got my energy back. It's like, well, you you knew about magnesium, but you didn't know about copper. And so getting the sovereign copper in you, a tablespoon, one, two, or three times a day, within a week or two, sometimes sooner, people are reporting, my gosh, energy coming back, coming back, Yolanda. So that's uh, my recommendation there. Anything else out there in the chat room? Um, and just going back to the the article that prompted the conversation, we didn't really yeah. hit on that yeah. really. But you know, as far as hydration goes, winter hydration, um, people do not. But people think less, I think, of hydration during the winter than they do in the summer. Just it just intuitively, right? You know, it's hot. Mm-hmm. I'm sweaty. 
I need to drink. I need yeah. electrolytes, you know, and all that kind of stuff like that. During the winter, they don't really think about it as much. You evaporate it out. Into- yeah, it is important because under all those layers of clothes, guess what? You're still sweating. Mm-hmm. And it happens quite often in the in the in the summer in the uh, winter. Yeah. And so it just goes through the article goes through the, you know the different benefits of you know being hydrated. Um, you know, you you mentioned skin. You know, but your immune system obviously needs hydration. You know, keeps your brain going. You know, mental acuity. You know, mm-hmm. you, you ever been you know, just dehydrated and trying to think, you know, it's <laughs> a struggle. Yeah. It is a struggle. It is, you know, so it just goes, it's, it's a good article, basic article here about mm-hmm. dehydration. And in addition to, uh, you know, the, the cardio miracle, of course, which is mm-hmm. you, you put in water, mm-hmm. um, what's probably just as important as the quality of the water itself that you're putting it into. Yeah. And, uh, I think I've heard you talk about it. I have yet to get an ecosystem yet that is still something i haven't i have not it's done on the wish list for super don for I sure put that on the wish list but yeah. um you know you have talked about you know that if you're putting your cardio miracle in the in the uh the, yeah the hydrogen water true. that's just like even better right yeah oh absolutely it is i i've had great experience with that uh by the way just you know i got a text this morning from my buddy dr ray andrew you know i he was i was going out mountain biking with him in the summer and and now he's like hey you want to go mountain biking wednesday morning i'm like dude like ice like, biking or what i'm like drinking it's like <laughs> in the 20s and i'm like oh, yeah. how many layers do i do I even have enough layers to do mountain biking how do you do traction on on that kind of biking though when it's that frosty outside isn't that kind of dangerous well i i don't know i might have to find out so he wants do they to have do like that. studded tires for bikes or something well i i told i told him that i was uh you know if it's snowing i'm dragging him into the gym with me and we're gonna do kickboxing there you go uh, and the other option, of course, is to pray for global warming uh, very by yeah. Wednesday morning. So, um, yeah, yeah. but I've sort of semi-committed that I, I, I'm going to try it and I might come in with Wednesday, right? It's our, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. I might come tomorrow. in frostbit tomorrow on the show. It's tune in to find out if I have my digits. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's hard to say no. Like, dude challenges me. You want to go mountain biking? And it's like, no, I don't, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Uh, so we'll see what happens tomorrow morning uh, in regards to that. I see our buddy Jeff Herzog, who's got Radio America USA. Uh, Jonathan E. Mord for POTUS as independent 2024. Forget the Senate. Well, Jeff, sometimes it's a stair-step progression. I know what you want him to do. <laughs> but uh, to gain the name recognition and other things, if you really believe that's his destiny. And, and I know you like and appreciate him, Jeff. That's not the, the issue. Um, but to have him run for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine, that's a big step. That, that would is be a big step. Uh, How long has Tim Kaine been in the, and has he, I mean, he's the, you know, the incumbent, obviously. How long yeah. has he been, been there in office? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Every day is one day too much, but I would say that if you haven't already donated to his exploratory committee, Emord 2013, VA. Senator in Virginia. Okay. So, Emord 4 VA. Yeah. Let's put them out in two years and, and get Jonathan Emord in there. Emord, F-O-R-V-A.com to support him. And uh, we are go- we're going to make an announcement in December, but I think he's been advised to wait for certain reasons, uh, you know, because it looks like things are going well. But please, if you want to contribute and support, that's a guy we'd have a friend in the Senate that we know knows the Constitution. That would be fun. Uh, so thank you, Jeff, for supporting him, even though he has to run as a Republican in Virginia, I don't think he could win as an independent. And the idea is to win in this case anyway. Uh, I don't so, think he minds too much. No, I don't think so. 
I mean, he acknowledges the failures of the Republicans, too. I bring it up every time. Like, it's not like, you know, the Democrats who are horrible. Most Republicans are marginally better. Right now, they're they're significantly better on specific issues like choice, freedom, you know, freedom of speech, no mandatory jabs, that kind of thing. I mean, that's that's significant. That's a, that counts. It's kind of an interesting, interesting thought where it's yeah. just like, you know, if you if you are a conservative and you are in the Republican Party, can you affect more change and do more from within the party being a Republican versus changing mm-hmm. party to an independent and then trying to make a change? I, I don't know. I, I think you probably would have mm-hmm. less success. Well, you, you probably wouldn't get elected that way. But listen, Ron Paul did impact the Republican Party and even some Democrats and independents by doing what he did. But see, he you ran know? as an independent first, if you remember. He, he, started, he ran yeah, as an independent as, and then he libertarian. Or yeah, or as a libertarian, sorry. And then and then he ran as, as a Republican. Republican. And, and if, you, to... if you notice, look what happened, right? As a Republican within the Republican Party at the Republican convention, mm-hmm. that is where you saw the impact. Yeah. You know, when he ran as a libertarian, nobody took him seriously because, you know, nobody takes libertarian candidates, unfortunately, seriously, even though they really have some good things to say. Yeah. Well, we gain ground by inches, a little bit of time, a little bit of time. That's how life works. It'd be nice. You know, you say all all at once, but it's like me praying for healing. Didn't come as a lightning bolt all at once. And we tend not to learn as much when that happens that way. I'm not saying that it, it, it's, you know, there haven't been spontaneous, as they call them, healings. Those occur, I agree. But for my experience, it was best that it didn't happen that way. And then I could teach people what I did and have them duplicate it and or even do better. So, uh, you know, I w- we'd like to say that, yeah, if Ron Paul were president, it'd be better. But we know that there are no political saviors. There's such an entrenched bureaucracy and inertia for it that to undo it all at once would be such a shock. I mean, we're all seeing people dying suddenly talk about dying suddenly the thing about Ron Paul and I loved that that was Mm -hmm. like the most amazing experience um for me Mm -hmm. in politics I mean but but that and the pro thing but uh, you know with Ron Paul there was an energy Mm -hmm. very much like what was going on with pro where it was just like wow this guy might actually win yeah Wow, look at the look at the the fundraising. You know, remember the money bomb that he did where he just like he like broke records and raised like Oh yeah, well, what, how exciting was that? I mean, we never donated any candidate. We we're like was all insane in. insane how how successful he was doing and uh you know, as the stats came in, all the young people were voting for him, all the vets were voting for him, the military was voting for him. You know, and it just man, the momentum was crazy and then the machine took him down. Unfortunately, you know, at the end when it was all said yeah, and done. There are still residues of freedom emanating from those of us here in this he had audience. a serious impact. People, they, yeah. He got the candidates to talk about things that they never would have talked about on their, mm-hmm. in their campaign and in the debates. Yeah, Topics even, that came even, up. Even Trump talked about things he would have never had to talk about without uh, Ron Paul there. So, yeah. Right. Bolden, there you are. The ground of liberty is to be gained by inches. That's a Thomas Jefferson quote. The ground of liberty is to be gained by inches. For those of you frustrated, it's not all happening. It's not happening. It's like a little bit, little bit, little bit. And even the stuff Ron Paul did, little bit, little bit, little bit. Significant strides sometimes, some big steps sometimes, and then a little bit, little bit. Or it, it seems like it falls back a little bit. And, like, then, oh. and then people get complacent. Mm-hmm. And yeah. people get riled up again. And, you know, mm-hmm. it just keeps going back and forth. Yeah, it's, it's because we Americans just want to be left alone. We're like, ah, I don't want to involve my, but 
we found out that being fully disengaged doesn't often, well, doesn't always work. <laughs> but how you engage, I'm not saying it has to be by voting. Uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to, to engage besides that at the localist of local level. But that's where it really, really matters. You know, and we didn't cover this today, maybe tomorrow a little bit more, but there's a lot going around about the, uh, not only the climate change, but also uh, treaties associated with the WHO. Is Biden going to sign us and obligate us, the United States, to do basically turn over all autonomy to the WHO should they declare another scamdemic, which, you know, they will, and then somehow bind the states into the, the treaty, which is interesting because you'll see the mainstream media cover it. Oh, yeah, this is the way they're writing it. It's going to make sure that the states, even if Ron DeSantis didn't want to, he would be forced to. And like, well, that violates the fundamentals of uh, federalism. And unless you know you can sign a treaty that says federalism is no longer a part of our constitution, you know, all laws and treaties made in pursuance with the constitution, not just, Hey, we've just uh, amended the constitution by treaty. If you could do that, then what's the point of an amendment, right? A specific reason it makes it very difficult to change the constitution. Oh, but we can just treaty the constitution make it different. No, I don't think so. So the idea that a state couldn't push back on a WHO treaty by Biden should have scan. No, I don't, I don't buy that. I, I, I buy that. They'll try to make you believe that. Well, of course they will, but uh, that doesn't work. All right. What are we going to do to wrap up here today and go into the bonus round? We got tomorrow. What's going on tomorrow? Tomorrow, uh, if all goes well, I still have to confirm this. Uh, we should have Lisa Hill on uh, talking oh, about I what's get going the best on over ever on silver right pillows for everybody. Silver right uh, yeah. pillows, Different. and yeah. they have dog beds and travel pillows, and who knows what else mm -hmm. at this point. So, uh, hopefully, we'll have her on. I just got word from Ty Bollinger that he mm -hmm. will not be on tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Bryce is home and they've got other plans. And so he says, happy Turkey Day to RSB okay. and uh, gobble, gobble. And All right, Michael Bolden, you're on, buddy. That's, that's right. right. Amendment Center Thanksgiving. A little gratitude. No, no, yes. What's happening tomorrow? Let me know. Yeah, you're in the chat room. Don't ignore me. I see you there. Yeah. Tomorrow, so uh, we'll either get uh, uh, um, somebody on or it'll just be you and me. Okay. Well, two. happy birthday to my wonderful and lovely wife who makes everything possible. <laughs> and thank you all for being here and sharing the show. Thank you for those of you who are able to, to be part of our patron support mechanism or, 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 you know, system, so to speak. And for those of you who donate beyond that, we were able to invite you to have uh, access to the AMA as well. They didn't show great. up, but we invited they them. <laughs> there's a way we can give them access to the video afterwards, whatever. Yeah, or maybe we'll try again next time because we didn't give them a lot of uh, yeah. advance notice. But. Yeah, certainly. Let's keep it in there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you guys have questions or comments, submit them. We got one more live show this week, and then we'll take a, a couple of days off, uh, Thanksgiving next day and Sunday Encore, and then be back uh, post-Thanksgiving. Uh, what do they call it? Cyber Monday? Cyber Monday, the uh, Monday after Thanksgiving. Yes. Robert Scott Cyber Monday. Most of the uh, the Black Friday deals that you're going to get are going to mm -hmm. run the entire weekend. I'm I'm finding that's what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, pause right. for a moment. Thank you for being here. We'll be back in 60 seconds for those watching live. A blink of an eye for those listening on the podcast later. The bonus round commences after this because the power to heal is yours.
Just looking at the chat rooms, the various chat rooms there and seeing some nice comments. Linda earlier in the show said 100% spot on today. Unlike regularly when you're only 10% or 50 or what what is the normal? I don't know what the normal is, but thank you. (laughs) Try to hit it 100% of the time. I know it's unreasonable of me to think that I could, but it's nice to hear it. So thank you for that. Uh, Let's see. Super Don, what do we got tomorrow? We, We talked about possibility of Bolden. He actually responded. He's asking when. I said 1 p.m. Pacific or thereabouts, if you can do it. That'd be amazing. Anytime in there. I, I think about how much fun it would be. Just like some of y'all enjoy when Super Don and me, we shoot the breeze. We just shoot the breeze. We talk. We're just chatting about stuff. And I think about being being on with Bolden. And that's the kind of stuff that can happen. Although, if you if you get out of his way, man, he will pontificate on the founders and, and quotes that I'd never heard of. He's so well read in that regard relating to the 10th Amendment and freedom issues, which is fine too. But I think about heading into Thanksgiving holiday, I'd be grateful, absolutely grateful, have him on board. So uh, he says he might be able to join us tomorrow. That would be, mm-hmm. a, that would be a, a, a gift of gratitude right before Thanksgiving to have him on. That would be fun. <sighs> Let's see. What else? So there are comments. Or you questions? know, the whole, the whole thing, and I think it was Bolden that was making the comment about how he likes it when we just kind of just do the stream of consciousness thing. And, it, you know, that, that is fun. Mm-hmm. But in order for two people really to make that interesting on radio, yeah, uh, it's got to be more than just you. I've got to be on my game, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like that is not my – it's not that I can't because there's sometimes you and I have had some like amazing back and forth and stuff like that. But my, mm-hmm. my brain – Mm-hmm. You know, still for the most part is on the show and what's yeah, going on and what's exactly. coming up next and all this kind of stuff and like that. Or I'm, you know, I've been up since five thirty working and I'm tired and I'm just, you know, it's like trying to get the the synapses into it. fire in the right way in order to have that kind of exchange. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, mm-hmm. it is fun and it does make for interesting uh, uh, radio. Mm-hmm. I think. But I get it. You got to put the key in, turn the ignition to oh, be 100%, ready. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. You got to be on your game, otherwise, otherwise the other person's like blah 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 blah, blah. and you're like, uh huh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> very good crickets, you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But those Riddle. are those are Riddle. actually yes. Nice go ahead. comment. Maybe what too busy you? tomorrow meal prepping for Thanksgiving. Well, you can play it while you're meal prepping. We won't distract you from whatever you're doing. But she says, so I want to say that I'm very thankful that I found this show. Gretel, we're grateful that you found this show as well. We couldn't do it without you. So thank you. Thank you for that very much. I'm just looking at other comments here. Diana talking about ibuprofen. It made her celiac disease worse. Steve, if the vaccines or jabs are so great, why aren't pre-vaccinated blood transfusions available? Hmm. Pre-vaccinated? Do you mean like... You're marketing. Th- our blood has been fully jabbed. Is that what you? Uh, is that what you mean? Like, let's market it because it's so awesome. Oh, I see. Our yeah. blood supply okay. has definitely been jabbed because we want. We know see, you. When want he said that pre-vaccinated more. blood, I'm thinking yeah. that was the like people's before. blood before they got yeah, vaccinated. Yeah. But you're talking about it's like the the blood has like what would they put like the vaccine in it? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess there are some certain pet segments of the population would go, I want to make sure my blood is uh, pre-jabbed. So, yeah, that, yeah, market it if you think it's so great. But they're not doing yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think they would want to do that because they don't want to, like, uh, try and, and make it. Differentiate. Yeah, it's like yeah. That's just, it should be not even something they have to think about. 
Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so we had. Yeah, you say her name. R one guest. You want a new Cara? There you go. I would yeah. say you want a Nicara instead of new Cara. I, I don't know if that was exact, but she didn't complain. Yeah, and she was hardcore. That's what Lauren said to say. So we said she it. Had a, a, definitely a Romanian accent, but she was awesome coming here as you know, like twenty one years of age and you know becoming an American and doing the dream really setting up a nice holistic healing practice that is not involving drugs. And she had, a, again, a similar backstory to me. She recognized what she wanted to do her whole life and then found a different way to do it. And I love that. That's more living examples, thanks to Trinity School of Natural Health. If you guys haven't done it for the holidays, this will be fun. The Robert Scott Bell Show, we now have a commemorative silver round for health freedom. And I see it right there on the website, top right-hand corner, when you, when you look at the banners. And you'll see it's a beautiful silver coin. Or a commemorative silver round. I don't know if you're allowed to call it a coin or not. I forget all the rules about that. Kind of like it's a dietary supplement, not a drug. <laughs> it, it, it's without health freedom, there is no freedom. The truth will set you free. And it's a 39's pure one ounce silver. It's commemorative. It's collectible, limited run. And it supports our efforts to do the health freedom and healing liberty we do here on the Robert Scapel Show. Right. Super Don put up the link to the Red Pill Expo so you can still get tickets. And you, I think you'll have access maybe even to see what just happened in Salt Lake. But you can buy tickets to the next one at the same price. Four prices go up. And if you can't make it to wherever it ends up being, you can get a full refund if you want or yeah. watch it live from wherever you are. So that's cool. We'll just go down the line here. Mm-hmm. Just seeing you what else you got. You'll get the Pure Body Extra and the Fulvic Minerals from Touchstone Essentials. Mm-hmm. You got the sovereign silver deals. We got the gold backs. We got the silver right pillows. We're looking to get it. I need really to fix great. that. That's not any good. Either. What's that? No more Veterans Day sale. Oh yeah, you got to get rid of that. Got to get rid of that. Unlock the power to heal. That's book. Okay. There's the CBD. Gold Choose to be bag. healthy. Healthy. Yeah. Cardio miracle. Are, are you still doing much? Nobody's buying kratom anymore. No. It's too bad because it's good stuff. There was a there was a yeah, problem with that card. not too long ago actually. Yeah. And I have been working on that with uh, John Bush. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Health Ranger Store. They're going to have Black Friday, I'm sure. They always do every year, but I won't, I won't have any info on that until we get closer to Friday. So for those of you that like to shop at the Health Ranger Store, there will be something going on there too as well. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what I got. Um, you know what I want to do? Uh, actually, uh, it's it's my wife's birthday. I'm keeping her out of the kitchen today. That's one of the gifts. Okay. Um, besides the bowling ball, it was good. She was laughing yesterday when we were talking about that. And and what really made her laugh at the end was the comment by Leslie to say at one year she was she was really jonesing for a aluminum trash can or some metal trash can. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was she thought that was funny. It's the little things, right? Yeah. Uh, but keeping her out of the kitchen, so that's one thing. Whether me and the kids cook. Oh, what does that mean? Are you cooking? Possibly. Or, you know, there's a, a couple of organic farm-to-table restaurants. I'm thinking, you know, it, it's an effort to go out, honestly. It just is. So sometimes staying in is, is easier to make something in, at home. Also, uh, I think it's up above, maybe above 40 degrees. Let me check on the temperature now because it, it might have warmed the soil as we're trying to spread the, uh, the soil that uh, Brian Johnson, farmer, brought us uh, after the Red Pill Expo. Let me see if I can find out what is the 45 here. 43 here. So, yeah, if I can get out in the sunshine, uh, dig a little bit in the dirt this afternoon, that'd be great, too. I don't know what y'all are doing, but I'm going to get my fingernails dirty. That's All the right. plan. 
Quick so. shout out to uh, the folks over at Rumble. I got to tell you, we uh, mm-hmm. we keep getting people subscribing to our channel on Rumble on a daily basis. I forget that that we have that again. Yeah, that's our it's it's our new home for streaming, really, um, and and for uh, archives of the show. You can always go to Rumble, like it was back in the day when we were on YouTube. Till they decided mm-hmm. they didn't like us anymore. Yeah, you can go to Rumble now, and the show streams there live, and it's archived every episode there. And so, thank you to those that keep subscribing. And joining us over there, we appreciate mm. you and your support. Yay. Forgot what it was like to have that. I know, right? Yeah. Rumble's cool, dude. Have you, hey, can you check on my uh, vegan cheesecake order? Is it come in yet? Because I don't have a tracking number. You do, not me. Um, yeah, I can do that. Okay. I'm curious. You got yours. Now, normally when you order something, it takes a lot longer because you're in the sticks compared to apparently where I am. Yeah, you know, it isn't really though, you know, no. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, there's a, it, it, in the morning when I take the dogs out to go to the bathroom, you know, I can look up and there's a FedEx plane flying in, mm, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's no big deal, you know, uh, mm-hmm. stuff, stuff gets here, you know, when I order things on Amazon for two days, it gets here in two days. Okay. And it's not like we're, we're like in a cabin on top of a mountain somewhere and they have to ride in on horseback. You, and deliver you live our practically mail. next door to Bigfoot. Who are you kidding? <laughs> Come on, we know. All right. Let's see here. Your tracking number. Mm-hmm. All right. You want me to just do this in, in real time here? Yeah, go ahead. You want to see? All right. So I want to see it. I just want to hear it. What does it say right. about where, where in route it is? All right. I mean, the thing is, it makes sense that you got it today because it was shipped yesterday and you're in the same state. I'm only four hours driving right. time, four and a half hours away. So it looks like happen. it's scheduled to be delivered tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Tomorrow. Maybe it'll happen while we're on the air. I could show everybody. Let's see. Does it say where it's at? Shipper. No, it doesn't give me that info. Just looking at a, a tweet by Darla Shine, our friend. She says, I was woken up with a 6 a.m. text from a friend. Her son's uh, BFF found dead in bed this morning, 25 years of age, healthy, worked Mm. in finance on Wall Street, thin, no medical issues. He had to get double jabbed for work. It really is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Darla probably watched as well the the Died Suddenly documentary that uh, Stu Peters put out. But there, you know, another reality here of like died suddenly is not a, oh, this has always happened. We're just better at diagnosing died suddenly nonsense dude stop just stop you're not gonna it's not gonna look good for you as just as time goes on if you keep claiming not probably anybody in this audience but you know what i'm saying these people so all right all right your cheesecake is in oakland california by the way uh-oh huh east bay who knows what it's happen. at presently but it's supposed to be delivered the, tomorrow. the raiders aren't even there i don't know Okay. No, they're in Las Vegas. Or should luck may it survive and make My it. My 49ers fun. won big yesterday. Yeah, they were in uh, Mexico City and they yeah. played uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Very yeah. short staffed. But yeah, the, the, the Niners look like they could be a really good team this year as it's halfway through the season. So you, you should have an enjoyable playoff season, I think. We will see. You and Jimmy G. All right. Well, that's all I've got. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with Lisa Hill. Um, who knows what we'll do in hour two. Did, well, if uh, Michael Bolden shows up, he says he'll, he's going to uh, message us later today. Okay. If he can do right. it. That would be cool. That would make, you know, Thanksgiving week complete almost. 
Does does Bolden make you complete, Robert? He completes me. You complete me. You complete. Me. Is there you know sign language for that or what? That's <laughs> from uh, Austin Powers. You haven't seen that? Oh yeah. That's With right. him and Mini Me, you complete. It was uh, Doctor Evil and Mini Me, right? Yeah. That's right. That's I right. That was good. All right, y'all. Anyway, God thanks willing. for thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, twenty two hours or less from now. Yeah. See you back here. God willing, thank you for being here.